So, do you like stuff? They know how to make you smile. You're already here, why don't you stay a while? Kick back, relax, you freaks. They're playing all the tricks and taking all of the treats. Grab a whiskey and hang on tight. Smoke that bong with all your might. They write books, but that ain't all. One's short and smooth and one is hairy and tall. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. They argue about everything and then drive each other so insane. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Best buds talking book of the week and all the horror stuff that they think is neat. Hanging loose through in ridiculous read. Not cause we deserve it cause it's what we need. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. They argue about everything and drive each other so insane. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Welcome to Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Hey now, I'm Hank Kingsley. No, you know me. I'm John Wayne. With me as always is Christopher Triana. Christopher Triana. That's me. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of the Larry Sanders show actually the last couple all week, I guess. Yeah. And Hank Kingsley is like the the Ed McMahon sidekick and his his, mm. his catchphrase is Hey now, like he says it all the time when he meets people, like he's like in the bar, like he says, uh, Hank Kingsley, hey, hey now, like it's fucking awesome. And so I've been saying that all week because why? I don't know. I'm like that. Yeah. So that's why I did it. Hey, we got to get, get our own catchphrases. I mean, we kind of have a couple, but not like, not really good though. Not hey now and not did I do that. Like we got to get some that off are like, on a tangy. We, we tried to get that off the, we, that well, still has legs. It does, but that's not really a catchphrase. It's just like that's something yeah, that yeah. like we like we say, but it's not like something we say so much that it's like our catchphrase. You know, what would our catchphrase be? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. We got to come up with them. You know, I you don't know. Gabba gabba hey. You know, like I don't know. <laughs> Do you think it needs to rhyme or have some kind of anthemic? Uh, no, no. Feel it's to just do like, it, or just no, like no, just... no. It could be like like. A catchphrase like "I'll be back" or you know, or "Doe," you know, like it could be anything, you know. Butter on the penguins, Chris and John Wayne. <laughs> Putting put butter on mustard. the penguins. Mustard. Mustard. Damn it! Well, mustard, mustard on and the butter. penguins. Put but how often does that come up? You know, it doesn't, but it could. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying. It's true. it's true. I'm just saying, dude. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, what's so up, how- man? I'm oh, sorry. Well, go ahead. Ha- I was just say, uh, happy Valentine's. Ah, baby. Oh, oh. I got your flowers on my desk today. Happy Valentine's Day, as uh, oh, what's that just... one uh, chef would say, uh, Rudolph Giuliani, or uh, you know that guy, oh. uh, Emeril Lagasse. He says Valentine's Day. Oh, what does a he? Dumbass, right? <laughs> never, never heard of him. <laughs> He's that guy that he used to go. Bam! Oh, I, I know. It up. Bam! I know who he is. Have you, yeah. you know who he is? 
I buy his uh, Italian seasoning. Yeah, yeah, he has a seasoning, and you know him, right? Because he's he's like Bam, and he's in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, he was the Bam. You know guy. what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, no, you know I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, oh, okay, I, okay. I just said oh, I do? buy okay. his seasoning. Yeah. Bam. Bam. Uh, but no, I know the guy, and yeah, he. Uh, not I mean, Tony Sachery. He disappeared on no emerald emerald. I know he he disappeared like off the face of the earth too. He just vanished. He still has like his spices and sauces and stuff in the grocery store, but like he he was this huge chef sensation and he's just gone. Like I think he went through. I think I think I, I don't know. I think he's maybe held hostage like Richard Simmons or something. You know? Do you think he's in an un, quite possibly in like an underground bunker type? Uh, situation being held hostage like underneath a lake like there's a secret yes. cobra commander type situation going on and he's absolutely uh, absolutely fuck I, you know I they always that, take the good ones dude yeah no i think that guy fiari or something that has him down there at gunpoint or that or he's not even a big deal now anymore it's that that hell's fire kitchen screaming british bastard well, you know and yeah uh uh what's his name but you know, Guy Fieri is like he's such a goober and so easy to, you want to rip on. But, man, he does a lot of like really good things for like the restaurant industry as far as like charity and stuff. So you have to like give him props for that. OK, uh, but, I know nothing like, about otherwise. Him. I'm just saying that he's, Come on. I, I know nothing about him, so I'm not Makes trying so much to money. I uh, just yeah. saying like he kind of vanished, too, from the spotlight. And now it's all about chefs that scream at people and treat them like crap. And and I hate them. <laughs> is that still popular? Is that still a show right now? I don't know. You know I don't, I, I'm not I, up with the I don't things. Know. I, yeah, I don't know why we're even discussing this because I've know, never like watched you... a chef show in my life. I've never watched that. I don't understand me... it. I don't understand what... the popularity. Let me ask you a question because you have uh, issues with, with technology sometimes. Do you do you think that like when you canceled when you canceled your cable that all those shows just went off the air, like? <laughs> is that what you thought happened? <laughs> so, so time just stopped at Hell's Kitchen for you, and you got you just went to DVDs. Yeah, it just, yeah, yeah. Like twelve years ago, when I switched to just streaming stuff and got rid of cable. Yeah, but I I assume that all of the cable shows, without me watching, they don't exist. It's like the tree falling in the forest thing, you know. You think it just like New Fifty Two'd everything when you started? What's your... I don't know what that means. I don't like know what New 52 means. Oh, with the DC Universe, like they reset all of the timeline or the canon timelines or whatever. They called it the New 52. They started everything at one again, the 52 okay. characters or whatever. I don't know, dude. Just a do over. It was all a dream, like in Dallas. Yeah. Oh, dude, spoiler. Come on, man. Oh, yeah. You've only had 50 fucking years. Uh, Still, dude. No, this, in this day and age of, of binge and purge watching, Somebody could be in the middle of Dallas right now, or God well, forbid, you know. They don't uh, know. They don't Twin know what's. All I said was, it's all a dream. It doesn't mean the whole show is. It could be a single episode. It could be a piece of an episode. It could be an entire fucking season. I won't say. Uh, I've never watched Dallas, by the way. So anyway, about Dallas. Have you ever been to Dallas, where they allegedly uh, shot Bat Pussy, the movie? Why the fuck would I go to Dallas? I don't know. It's awful. Mm. Uh, I hate Dallas. Um, I'm not a fan of Dallas, but you, we know that. Houston mm -hmm. is rules. Um, but mm. uh, I just mm. thought because you might, like you, you said you really did a lot of deep dive research on Bat Pussy. I don't know if you like did some location spotting, perhaps. 
like no. you, know, you could touch the bench that she went by or anything oh like my that. god you one we of those should, guys i, I, thought, we, I don't like know. we could do that we could do the bat pussy tour the bat pussy <laughs> tour we find the outhouse and get our pictures taken by that dude fuck and, it we uh, could start the bat pussy tour we could have like a little bus we could put like bat wings on it and like we could hand out pocket pussies to to everyone who comes on the bus, and like you know, oh dude, when you get off the bus to go to like the sites, we can give everyone a hippie hop ball to like bounce down like to the the river and everything that she bounced along and bounce to the outhouse. Oh, it'll, this is great. This is we're gonna make so much money. So do we give them these? Like you take the bippity bop home, or it's ours? No, no, like, no, like no, no, no. Raft no, from no, us. They, and, like, yeah, it's okay. like a, it's yeah, it just comes with their ticket. They get to okay, like bounce okay. it down to the place and then they bring it back to the fucking bus or else they lose their $600 deposit. Yeah, exactly. $600 deposit. And they're not I, getting that back anyway. <laughs> I mean, we're going to figure We're going to, we're going to finger bang that contract. They got, they got, they're, they're grass. they got grass on the, on our yeah. balls. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, 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 what's this? You can't bring this ball back in this condition. Uh, did I ever tell you my big boppers grave story? Did we talk about going to big boppers grave? before i think so no no okay you know who the big bopper is yes hello baby so he died in the the day the music died and that airplane crash with buddy holly and uh richie you know valens. richie yeah. valens richie been you. um shouts out ryan harding and so uh one day like year, this is like years ago and there's a video of this online i'll find it and put the thing up but years ago like over 10 years ago uh let's see where we at 854 nick p and i uh did a po another podcast uh called like it was called never buy a stripper a drink it's not out there don't look for it but we decided that it was like the anniversary of the day the music died and and the big bopper is buried in beaumont texas which is close to like the border of louisiana they're heading that way um so wait beaumont yeah it's like it's going that way yeah Get to so, the fucking story. I'm just trying to tell you. So we went to go visit his grave and and do what we were just going to do a podcast. Like we were visiting the Big Bopper's grave on the day the, that he died, you know. Um, so and we were going to pour I, I wanted to pour a 40 out on his grave. So we took a 40 and we go out there and we're, we find the grave and like Nick Scott is like Zoom recorder with them. And we had another buddy with us that was helping us film and record. And this like old Jeep pulls up and just kind of stops on the path and this old dude gets out and he's like got like a fucking farmer overalls and shit and he like kind of hikes up just grabs us he's like well today's the day huh and we're like what and he's like today's the day today's the day the music died and he just like starts talking to us about fucking the big bopper and it right. was fucking nuts dude I, I was like are we being punked right now what is this but nick actually you're not the only ones you're not the only one like... him the whole time without telling him and then put it on the podcast because we we're like, oh, that's because he had these stories about like the big bopper and I guess his family or some shit in Beaumont. Uh, so it was very crazy. And then uh, and then I, I poured a, a 40 of old on his grave. It's not that crazy. Like you went out there for the same reason this guy did. Like, you know, people like remember that stuff, you know, particularly if they, you know, he probably grew up with that music and loved it. And yeah, you know. Yeah, but I didn't finish. It turned out it was the ghost of the big bopper, and oh. he bopped us all. If you know what I mean. Uh -huh. <laughs> We're in the day the music that's, that's died. His version, club. <laughs> that's his version of punking someone. He bopped you. You know. Yeah. yeah. No, it was cool, but it was ear. It was kind of weird because we 
I don't know. There was a funeral going on within a stone's throw from us. And here, and then we're oh, like, here we are pouring a 40 out, filming it, recording some old man without his permission. Yeah. Uh, what a time good. to be alive, dude. Good times. Good memories. What a time. What a time. Yeah. Uh, so what else is up in the world? What's up? Um, been watching a lot more Westerns. Um, yeah, because you're uh, you're researching, you're studying. I'm studying. I'm studying up for sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I watched uh, the original Django and and then Once Upon a Time in the West back to back the other night. Mm-hmm. Django. Yeah, uh, definitely like Django. Um, and for those who don't know, that's like a, an Italian Western from the old days. That's where Tarantino stole the name from for Django Unchained. Um, but, and, but Django was a character, like, uh, oh no, I know they had you know, so. the fucking movie and everything. No, yeah. I know it's cool. He totally like homaged it, yeah. Um, Sergio Corbucci mm-hmm. did that movie, mm-hmm. and Sergio Leone did Once Upon a Time in the West, which is my personal favorite Western of all time. I love that movie so much, yeah. Yeah, it's great. And like the reason we watched I watched these back to back was because I wanted to watch the Django one because he's pulling the coffin and shit. That looked badass. But then Nick was like, "Okay, well, let's watch this other one because he compared it in like director and soundtrack wise. It was like between like Sergio Leone is like the best spaghetti Western. There was guy that made that made it like he put that genre out there, put the stamp on it. Um, And then here's his first big budget movie is Once Upon a Time in the West. So this is like boom the height of it and then he said like so this other guy sergio carbucci is like the second i guess well best known but he's like there's a tremendous drop off between the yes. first and the second and you know and and watching those movies back to back like that I, I saw it I was like oh okay i see exactly what you're saying and like he was even like you know nick's a nerd about that she's like okay you see this shot right here when we watch the next movie remember it because i'll bring it up and we'll see how he did it better and it was like mm-hmm. it, it was fucking you guys would have fucking been doing one of those 69 wagon wheel things while you were watching it and i, I would have been trying to explain that to me and shit the whole time so <clears throat> yeah so uh i'm enjoying it dude um good good i'm loving it uh, yeah. uh you know i finished your book 13th coyote we talked about that loved it great thank book. you thank and you, I, I on on my podcast gentlemen lied to you uh actually the, the that is uh, a couple weeks ago came out when i first finished the book i said uh, I even made mention of it and I said, you know, I know Chris is my friend and we're on a stupid podcast together and we do a lot of dumb shit. But one thing we are is brutally honest with each other. So I would if, if something sucks, I'm going to tell him it sucks. So that being said, this book does not suck. And so like, I gave it the uh, the bump, the John Wayne is dead bump. So uh, all right. You know, Thank as you, if man. You need it. I no. appreciate it. Uh, I'm really glad you liked it. Yeah, I love it. Been... The book is great. So yeah, everyone should read it um, if they haven't. People have been responding to it well. People seem to really like it. Uh, it's my longest book. It's the book I put the most research into, researching the Old West and researching mythology from whether it be Greek or Inuit or, or Christian or whatever. Uh, I put a lot into that book, um, and, I, and I'm definitely proud of it. So I'm glad that it's been as successful as it has been and that people are enjoying it. Yeah. No, it's yeah. And if 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 you were if you're like, oh, God, this long ass book, I'm not going to read it. Then just read like the last hundred pages, at least for the final battle. Um, and, and then that that'll be worth it, too. Hey, so, hey spoilers, spoilers. What? It's not like I said, uh, 
that it was all a dream like Dallas or some shit. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, don't, don't just read the, the final 100 pages. So you won't even understand what the fuck's going on. Read the book. I'm just or, saying, or, dude. Yeah. Hey, at that point, you already got their money, baby. That's a good point. That's a good point. I do like money. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that was great, and I'm uh I'm 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 reading True Grit. I'm just about done with that. So great book. Great uh, book. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just ripping through uh, all that kind of stuff. I'm reading this book on demonology, the dick, the new revised the dick. See see you in hell demonology dictionary or whatever it's called or something like that. Uh, My dick is a big old demon. Your dick leaves women screaming. Wait, that's good. That's a good thing. I also, I also accept your dick sprays white house semen. semen. <laughs> that's that's probably better. Oh. <laughs> or is it? I don't know. Where's what? I don't know. Where's Waldo? I don't know. I don't know. We're, now we're just talking gibberish. I think we should get to the show. You think we should get to the show? I, I think so. We're just we talked about emerald and semen and and Sergio's. Uh, so what else is there to say? <laughs> we talk about. Uh, wait, did we talk? We talked about emerald. Yes. Okay. So I, I, I didn't see it though. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we did. Right. We did. Okay. okay. I well, think we should. I think we should get into our show. Okay. That's fine. You're right. Yes. Okay. As, as usual. Yes. Um, all right. Well, that brings us to our first segment, which is Book of the Week. Book. Book. Bookity, book, book, of the book week, bookity, book, book. Bookity, book, book. Book. Mm. You had to get profane, you know. Sorry, um, that's so, okay. sorry, man. Hey, man. Hey, bro. Hey, man. I'm raw, dude. There's, you know, there's no I, bad I words. There's no bad words. Just bad people. So, okay. um, <laughs> so this is a this is a different uh, kind of book. Uh, and it's fairly new. It came out in September. Um, so you know, ah, uh, September, as we say in France. See you in September. Uh, this this is a different kind of book, though. Like we haven't uh, like we haven't done this type of book because this book is poetry. Okay, that's right. I said it. Poetry, mm-hmm. uh, and this is a book by uh, the fine author Cynthia Pileo. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, and it's a book called Into the Forest and All the Way Through, which is a, a really cool title. I like that title a lot. It's very poetic, which gives mm-hmm. you some insight into what uh what awaits you uh and i'm gonna read you the description of the book here uh into the forest and all the way through is a collection of true crime poetry that explores the cases of over 100 missing and murdered women in the united states and there's a blurb here this book shook me ripped my heart out and haunts me still Into the Forest and All the Way Through shines a harsh light on a subject society has been far too content to ignore, and it's about goddamn time. This is a vital collection. And that's from Kielin Patrick Burke, Bram Stoker award-winning author of Sour Candy. Dude, Um, Kielin Patrick Burke rules, dude. Have you read his stuff? Yeah, you have. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so, yeah, it's got... uh, Seal of approval from him. 
there are thousands, thousands of missing women in America. There are thousands of women who have been murdered, yet their cases have gone ignored, forgotten, and cold. Uh, and this book is a slim volume of true crime poetry that focuses on a hundred of the thousands of missing women and young girls who are missing or murdered in America. Um, so, yeah, it's like it's got a lot of good reviews here on Amazon and Goodreads. Uh, and uh, apparently people are really loving it, saying that uh, the the poems they couldn't even read at night sometimes because the heaviness of the loss of these women kept them wow. up. You know, it's uh, and I can understand why. And I think it's a really cool idea, like to these kind of like tribute poems to these women yeah. who went missing and were killed in the United States who, you know, they, they were just kind of forgotten. You know, women tend to be uh, the victims in, in crimes like these and uh, die horribly and it's terrible. Uh, and so this is kind of an ode to that and kind of like a haunting poetic reflection on that. So I think that does sound cool. What the hit, what's her name again in the book? Uh, her name is uh, Cynthia. Uh, and I want to make sure I'm saying this right. It's, uh, it's P-E-L-O, oh, I'm sorry, P-E-L-A-Y-O, Cynthia Peleo. Yeah. And the name of the book is Into the Forest and All the Way Through. Uh, it's available now. Uh, you can get it wherever books are sold. Uh, and it's from Burial Day Books. It just came out in September. So check that out. That does sound cool. I'm going to check that out. That is put it in the list very cool yeah book of the week all right book of the week folks so that brings us to our next segment oh my god oh my god i'm so excited uh this this is everybody's favorite everybody loves this segment baby this is of course this is of course ridiculous reads Ridiculous reads, come on, ridiculous reads. Ridiculous. Oh, ridiculous. readers. Our most uh, popular segment. And ridiculous. that's the, thanks to the ridiculous reader singers for coming in. <laughs> Old gray reads, they ain't what they used to be. What they used to be. Oh, what a time that is. If you don't know, then you don't get I don't want to do, do this with you. Nah, so I'm not going to explain it. Yeah. Ridiculous Reads is on me this week. Very happy about that because I've come upon a few gems as of late. Oh. And particularly when they, uh, particularly relating to you, yourself, Christopher Triana, and your oh, in- interests. No, not about you, but maybe perhaps in a roundabout way. Who knows? You know, uh. definitely uh, something that you. Uh, you know, this is uh, your body. This is one. This is one for you, dude. Bodybuilding is what you're. Body double is what you're. you're, Yeah, you're. You're you're making fun of my weightlifting thing. I can tell. How am I making fun? Tell. Haven't even. I I could just tell. Said anything? I could just tell. I just know. I just know. How am I making fun? If even if it is about that, I just tell. I said said, this is for you. This is a gem for you. These are books that are about you. Things that that are your interests. You're obsessed with. I know. I I know. Wow, you're really taking this to a weird place. You need to talk about this. I just just know. I I just know. Sharing your interests, baby. You know, it's our thirty third episode. 
It is uh, our 33rd episode. Da, yeah. da, 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 33rd episode. Yeah. Uh, we got our Pokai shirts on. 33, four touchdowns in one game. Yep. That was uh, Al Bundy's numbered on the field. He was number 33, was. baby. And, and uh, we, uh, we celebrate him and glory, uh, glorify him because he he is the man we want to be. Al Bundy. Brave, courageous, and bold. Al Bundy, Al Bundy, long may his story be told. Amen. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, I'm just sharing, I'm just trying to like, you know, I don't want to always pick like, oh, this is funny to me, or I like this. You know, this is just something that I was like, oh, you know, what a time Chris would like this. And this is, uh, this is brought to us from the, the good people at Book Report Biographies. Oh, um, this is a, a book by Daniel Bayal, and this book is called Arnold Schwarzenegger, Man, <laughs> Man of, of Action. And do that cover. Oh my God. The time. It is good. Yeah. It, this is a hard cover book. If you're not watching the video. It's it's like your golden, I mean not a golden book, but it's it's about that size, but it's yeah. like super thin, like your dick. And it's uh-huh. it's like a, it's so fucking weird. The, the fucking artwork is incredible. It's this it, portrait of Arnold and if hold it up to the camera for those watching. Um thank you. It's uh he looks really bizarre in it. He looks like he's taken a shit or something, the expression on his face. And it's yeah. done with colored pencils, or at least yes. made yeah. to look like that. You know what it reminds me of? It looks like a Trapper Keeper from the fucking oh, 90s. Fuck. Yeah, dude. It Did does. you ever have that Arnold Schwarzenegger Trapper Keeper? I don't, I don't think he had one. Uh, I never had a Trapper Keeper, period, because I was Poe. But I did have a sweet Batman Returns binder, which I still have. And anytime I travel and I go to a convention and I'm signing stuff, I always use that binder. Always. It's a Batman turns by it's got fucking Michael Keaton on it in this bat suit. My yeah, man. Seen it. I put my balls on it. Yeah, I put my balls on it. Yeah, yeah, uh that's what it's for. Putting balls on. Well, this book, speaking of putting balls on something, this book Right. Uh, this I just want you to know that this book was originally uh belonged to the Brown Academy Library. That's where this was uh Is that like the Brown Note? No, that's um the brown like uh you know in brown uh Virginia. Alexandria, oh. Virginia, the Brown Academy in Alexandria, where they Virginia. that's the place where they invented the brown note. I guess so, dude. This is a, this is like the a note. library book from an elementary school basically. You're a musician. This, you, you you know what the brown note is. Yeah, yes, dude. We all know what the ha ha ha. Yeah, a shit joke, dude. Where go? so funny. In the middle of my All ridiculous. Right, no, no, okay, reading. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You were saying this is like a elementary school type it's an of book? elementary school library book is what this is. And let me read the back. Nice. Okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Man of Action: The Dynamic Story of a Bodybuilding Champion. Through his determination and ability, Arnold Schwarzenegger has lived his dream, becoming the greatest bodybuilder in history, a world famous movie star, a successful businessman, and yeah. A devoted family man. Might have to. Ch- this this yeah. was a. This case. Uh, this let me just check the date on this. Yeah, uh, let's see. You know oh, it's pre scandal. This is probably. Oh, yeah, it's pre scandal. Night. 89. Uh, 89, 1990. 
This is, I'm guessing. Whoa, 1998, bro. Wow, that late? Judging by the cover, I would have thought it was older than that. That's interesting. Or is it? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I've been trying to look to see like if there was a if this is, happens to be a second printing, but I don't believe it is, dude. It's it's ninety eight. All right, all right. Well, that's still a, yeah. that's still pre scandal for those who don't yeah, know. Yeah. He was. I mean, that's still twenty three years ago. Yeah. Uh, God damn it. That is a long time ago. I God, that makes explain the scandal. I'm sorry, I, I interrupted you. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say for those who don't know, like the scandal is is that he was banging his house uh, maid. His housemaid. <laughs> well, what else do you got? His like, chambermaid. His housekeeper, you know. Well, whatever. Housemaid, housekeeper, his maid. The one who I've... cleans up his house. I mean, that's a fucking maid. God damn it. Don't turn it his into housemaid, some fucking... a Connecticut expression or something. Don't turn <laughs> it into some mis- misogynistic bullshit. It's, it's I'm just... not turning it into misogynistic bullshit. It was I'm just some making fuck... funny. It was the fucking housemaid. And she, he uh, he, he impregnated her. They had a kid. Uh, in the end, and yeah, so he was cheating on his wife, um, Maya Shriva, and she wasn't even hot. No, that's the really crazy thing. She was like not attractive. I don't know what the hell happened. I guess so. I guess he he wanted fugly, which is fat and ugly. Oh God, um, we're gonna get some letters, to the Corey Hotline, um, but you. Okay, uh, yes. So at Devoted Family Man, like we said, this is pre Ben and the Maid over the uh, this is pre reality <laughs> and um, <clears throat> and all that good stuff. So this, this is so excellent. Book report biographies focus, which is book report biographies is the publisher. It was like this is the series of the book book okay. report biographies focus on fascinating people who have changed their own cultures and the world. Each book in the series is ideal for classroom assignments, providing thorough coverage of the life of its subject, as well as insight into that person's world. They're also great to read just for fun. <laughs> Check out these other book report biographies books. Oh, shit. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Eleanor Roosevelt, first lady of the 25th century. And that's by Ted Gottfried. You ready for this one? John Hancock, a signature life. <laughs> See what he did there? I do. By Philip Coslett. You can't write this stuff, people. You Someone can't. did. Well, Some true scribe did. Oh, this one. See, this is like, uh, this is, I like this next one. This is a bare bones. They're, they're, they're not, they're putting it all on front street. Like, here we, here we go. Alexander Fleming, discoverer. Of penicillin. Mm, wow. By Ted Godfrey. Kids, kids are riveted by that shit, I'm sure. I mean, that just says it all right there. I mean, that's got to be the ask that's and answer. The, that's the whole book right there. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Uh, we also have Sitting Bull, Lakota Leader by Catherine Iannone. Mm. And last but, n- yeah, last but not least, Thomas Nast, cartoonist and illustrator. By David Shirley, and I don't know who that is. Who the I'm fuck is to that? Do you know who yeah, that is? Never heard. No, no. I don't know. I mean, if they want to go for cartoonists, like why don't they do like Charles Schultz or Jim Mark. Davis or Bill Watterson, Burke Breathing, definitely Bill Watterson. Yeah, 
Yeah. Anyway, this is maybe bizarre. that's the, maybe it's the guy who did Hagar the Horrible or Marmaduke or something. <laughs> Hagar the Horrible. <laughs> I mean, who the fuck knows who that guy's name is? No one. It could be him. Oh man. Or, or Marmaduke or, or or I don't know. Oh gosh. Do you remember when Andy Cap was about <laughs> doing his life? That comic? Did we talk about that? That's bad. Yeah, he, and he was a drunk, and he would just like yeah. Half the time he was just sleeping on the couch. It was that's that's problematic. It was a simpler time. What Better if that's time. who this guy is, Thomas Nast? It could. Well, we be. should look him up during the break. Okay. People <laughs> stick around. Um, we will. We will. But it, the, the fact what that if, this is he the guy who did Kathy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kathy is like, I feel like the person who does Kathy, like, it, it's like it's a um, woman, by the way. It's a woman. Yeah, I know. But it's like it follows where you just have to do it or you like it kills you. So like you, even if you die, like the last person that you like fucked has to do Kathy, you know, like that's their punishment. Um, I, don't, I don't understand what you're what you're saying. I don't understand. Did you see the movie? It follows. Oh, yeah. OK, so you're saying. Like Kathy is so awful that that you have to like it's passed on to you. You can't like, say first. that you can't wow. say that because Kathy is like the the female uh, comic strip. Like that was like the comics. The funny pages were like, well, we got to have a woman one, and so they they that's Kathy. Yeah, that's great. I don't have to like it. It, it doesn't mean it's not lame. It's totally. I mean, it's really bad. Yeah, get it together. That writing. Come on. But she's like stressed out about shoes. We and and and, and 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 I know that's great. <laughs> but it but it's a funny premise for that. It's it's, it's such not, a like. It's not yeah, funny. it is. Whatever, dude. You you know what? It's bad. It's great. It's great. And I'm actually gonna. Oh, write. now you love it all of a sudden. A minute ago what? you were saying it was terrible, Kathy. What? No, Kathy sucks. My premise okay. is funny. That's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, your premise is funny. All yeah, right. about it being a curse. You're having okay. to do Kathy or die. I already die. forgot your premise. because You know what, so... man? Let's get to my ridiculous reads. Let's do it. Arnold, Arnold, man of action. Arnold Schwarzenegger, man of action by Daniel Vial. Now, we get in the, in the first opening, we have a nice, good black and white Conan picture right here. Oh, beautiful. Uh, nice action shot and this I'm, is I'm why a... I, this is why you said it was my interest because him and conan he's jacked to the max he is the the perfect specimen of male beauty no i um i just know that your appreciation for libraries and this is from a library uh, so that's libraries. why i figured that you would you know just yeah. kind of be like because it's got the dewey decimal marks and you like you study the like decimal that. system and all that weird shit extensively, extensively. Yeah. yes all right is it, didn't you like uh weren't you trying to like line up the dewey decimal system to match the fibonacci sequence so you could jerk off to it in like some weird rhythm for the ultimate orgasm was that was, you i was doing that but it wasn't it wasn't to jerk off it was so i could uh open a parallel dimension while jerking off though right it's for jerking off well, isn't I it mean, yeah i mean of okay. course there's that but yeah i was trying to open up a dimension of pure categorization <laughs> it's kind of like a drawer of dewey decimal cards for infinity and it's sexy enough that i jerk off to it this is stupid why am i why, why are we talking about this this is I don't know, but i'm gonna get I'm your fucking gonna, book i'm gonna double this up and make this more longer 
Um, so okay, well, get to the book. Get to the okay, book. Okay, I am gonna get. Hey, dude, dude, you know what? You should be a man of action. I and am. read the fucking book. I would like to also first read the about the author section. Yes. Yes. Daniel Bial is an author, agent, and no editor. Shit. What? I'm sorry. I was just said no shit. He's an author. He wrote. He he has a book. It's why do they even have to say that? Okay, Captain Obvious. <laughs> Daniel Bial is an author, agent, and editor who has spent 20 years in publishing. He's written several books for children, including biographies of, oh shit, Anthony Hardaway and Grant Hill. A graduate of Trinity College, he lives in New York with his wife, Abby, and daughter, Miriam. I like that name, Miriam. How much do I bet he's dead? Uh, like, probably dead. He died before this came out. It's a posthumous release. Um, so because this came out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so <laughs> horrible. I would like to read from chapter three, if I might, of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Man of Action. Do it. I promise I'll shut up. No, it's okay. You can, you can, uh, you can do anything you want, dude. Um, so okay, this is where I'm starting from. In Munich, Arnold set to work. He hooked up with his friend, Franco Colombo, and the two spent long hours in the gym. Arnold became locally famous for how long he could work out. <laughs> wow, that's a joke in there somewhere. It's, well, well, Franco was famous, too. I mean, he would pick up fucking cars, dude. That guy was amazing. See, you like... said you, you couldn't. And you, you know, I knew you couldn't do it, dude. You, you said and I you know what, You told you know me what I say? I was I going to. You, you, I was going to. You told me I could, though. It shows me that you're learning from me, and I appreciate Frank, that. Franco Colombo, dude, he wrote the Bodybuilder's Nutrition Guide. I mean, the guy's a fucking legend. He becomes the master. Say, he was a great bodybuilder, and yes, he and Arnold were very close. Continue. Yeah. <clears throat> Other serious lifters might practice for two or three hours a day, but it was nothing for Arnold to pump iron for six or seven hours. Mm-hmm. Other bodybuilders prudently stopped when their muscles started to ache. But Arnold had a high tolerance for pain. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I lost my place. I got heated. Uh, he would push himself even to the point of throwing up or keeling over. Have you ever thrown up while you're working out? I, working have, out? I, I have no comment on that. All right, jeez. Um, <laughs> sometimes my drummer, my uh, drummer, also his name is Chris, uh, after our shows will uh, quite often they throw up directly after because... Because of nerves or... No, because we're playing for like, so we just, we don't stop playing. It's just like a blasting 35 minutes and he's playing drums for all that time and just, he just throws up. Just so. wears them out. Yeah, okay. Yep, so, yep. You know, because it's fucking punk rock to throw up, dude. Rock and roll. Give me a break. Anyway, I thought you were cool. I okay. Uh, you anyway. thought wrong. <clears throat> he, uh, let me just okay. He would push himself even to the point of throwing up or keeling over. <laughs> I have no fear of fainting, Arnold said. <laughs> I do squats until I fall over and pass out. So what? It's not going <laughs> to kill me. I wake up five minutes later and I'm okay. <laughs> so he does squats until he passes out. Is that healthy? Yeah. Is that a thing you do? Hey, you know, he was hey. he's the greatest bodybuilder of all time. So whatever he does, it works for him. You sign off on that? Doing a lift until you pass out. 
when I was into bodybuilding, I would say yes. Uh, now that I'm semi-retired, I have no fucking choice because my shoulder I'm still recovering from, which is really yeah, depressing. COVID shoulder. I have, I have, no, I had, I had surgery on my shoulder, and it's going to be a long time before I can power lift again. But when I did it, I would do it to the max. So yeah, I mean, it's to the extreme. Either you want to be a champion or you want to be a chump. You know, you do what you got to do. Champion, some would say. Yeah, thought that's where you're gonna go with that. It's like it's like women who uh, force themselves oh, okay. to vomit. It's no, it is. It's like that's the that's the the cost of beauty, and you know that's oh, <laughs> oh god, uh, terrible, yikes, it's terrible to say that. Okay, I, I, um, I did it. Okay, let me get back into this. Back. In a tip, in a typical morning routine. Mm-hmm. Arnold would load the barbell with 500 pounds. That's 230 kilograms, dude. It is. Hoisted over his shoulders, or hoisted on his shoulders, I'm sorry, and do a set of 12 squats. And then do 10 more sets along with other exercises as well. Like, now that's a lot of squats and exercises in between. Yes, it's a lot of weight, uh, a lot of a lot of exercises. Yeah, uh, you're actually not telling me anything I don't know because Arnold Schwarzenegger wrote the Encyclopedia of uh, Bodybuilding, which was my fucking bible for mm-hmm. over a decade. Uh, but continue, yes. And proud we are of all of them. Uh, Arnold worked so hard because he loved what he was doing. Weightlifters get kind of high from all the intense repetitions. Blood rushes into the active muscles to feed them and keep them going under all the stress. Arnold felt a kind of ecstasy because he could actually feel his muscles getting bigger. <laughs> I Blood just keep coming ra- and coming and coming. Blood is rushing into your muscles. That's what we call the pump, Arnold said. Your muscles get like really tight feeling, like you're going to explode. End quote. Franco and Arnold developed a routine. One day, they would work on their arm muscles, biceps and triceps. Another day on the chest, and that's pecs, and back. Another on the calves and thighs. Arnold would push himself as much as anybody else in Pootsiger's gym. Is that how you pronounce that? Pootsiger? I believe so. <clears throat> and at, don't you have that? Isn't that what your, trans, your tramp stamp said? It's the Pootsiger gym. The sign that was over the thing. Well, yeah, mine says Gold's Gym, though. It's because you know, that's that's what oh. it was. That's where uh, Arnold and Isaac Hayes and all the legends, uh, uh, you know, that in Muscle Beach. Rest uh, in power, Isaac Hayes, truck turner. Rest in power. Um, no, he uh, and like you mentioned, his calves. Like Arnold actually had a problem building up his calves. Uh, like that was his weakest trait. He had to work on those extremely hard. And in fact, he. He used to only wear shorts to the gym because he knew, like other guys, would make fun of how wimpy his calves were, and it would motivate him more to work on them. Wait, so he was trying to get himself nagged into yeah. working out harder? Yes, this is true. Yeah, because he had like calves are the hardest place to build mass. They but wait, aren't. wait, wait, and that that's fine. But I'm just saying, like, he wasn't motivated enough just to build mass. The motivation had to come from being made fun of. Well, no, he was motivated, but he gave himself the extra motivation of being mocked for his weak calves, uh, and because it like it drove him to work extra hard on his calves. Yeah, 
Interesting. That's great. No, that's um, <laughs> that's of doesn't happen at my gym. <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, Franco and Arnold developed a routine. Uh, that's where we were. Okay. Uh, after he was finally finished with his workout, he would push a broom through the place, cleaning up in some order to pay for his training fees. He also did some modeling to help pay for the huge amounts of food he ate. Now, I, I want to say that modeling is probably, uh, might be a little racy, but I would like to say that tasteful <laughs> is probably the key word. But this next this next section, I feel this is especially for the kids that are going to be checking this out. This is a very important right. message. Yes. Let's uh, do it. More important than the family man, uh, family man, family man. Have you heard that, Hank, uh, Henry Rollins? It's on. Uh, yes. Flip it in. Yeah, you hear it. Yeah. Family well, it's, that's it, it's Black Flag. Yeah. Yeah, Black Flag. It's on the Black Flag yeah. album. Yeah. Uh, Slip yeah. it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was saying it's the Henry Rollins. Anyway, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. This is called steroids. This section. Uh oh. Look. Look. Arnold has admitted that he has also took steroids while training. That seems weird. At the time, they weren't illegal. Mm-hmm. And few people knew how dangerous they could be. Derived from the male hormone testosterone, steroids help build muscle tissue, but. They have many side effects, including aggression, depression, acne, hair loss, and liver problems. And shrinkage of the testicles. Yeah, that's right. They don't mention that, but yeah, shrinkage of the testicles. Because when you're you're getting testosterone fed to your body, your Mm -hmm. body stops making it on its own. And that's the primary objective of testicles. And so they shrink. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's why my testicles have shrunken so much. The reasons, I, like actually, uh, I've never taken steroids uh, in all, in my entire bodybuilding years, uh, and that's the main reason. Why? Because, because Arnold I, did. I, no, no, no. Because I I didn't want my body to become dependent on it. Oh yeah, that's right. You don't even do any drugs. Well. No, Here's it's a, just like no. your body becomes dependent yeah. on it. And then when you're finally off the steroids, you, you're you're weak and irritable and everything because, like, you don't have any testosterone coming through you. And you have to wear patches on your fucking scrotum and shit. It's terrible. Ooh, can you – is it possible to nurse your balls back to health after that? It is. Uh, you or eventually, are they just done? No, no, no. You eventually come back from it. But the longer you do it, the more you do it, the, the harder it is for your body to recuperate. And yeah. That goes for any hormone, you know? And that's one well, of the reasons yeah. I tell people you know, not to take uh, melatonin, which is used for sleep, as a sleep aid. Because if you are putting a hormone into your body, your body's going to stop producing it on its own. And it's become, it becomes a dependency. Spoken like a true Arnold. (laughs) Before football star Lyle Alzado died of brain cancer, he blamed his disease on the steroids he took. No doubt, one of my favorite bands, steroids helped Arnold reach his amazing size and bulk. He, too, suffered from their side effects. Steroids made him irritable and aggressive. On several occasions, Arnold ran amok. (laughs) <laughs> and the police had to be called in to help restore calm. This is from the page. That's great. That's great. 
let me read that again. On several occasions, Arnold ran amok, and the police had to be called in to help restore calm. But steroids aren't the reason why Arnold became a champion bodybuilder. Mm. He earned his titles through extreme hard work and dedication. Mm-hmm. I'm Casey Kasem with a dedic- <laughs> long-distance dedication from the man of action himself, Arnold Schwarzenegger, all the way to you, Christopher Triana. Well, that's very true, though. Like, like, the steroids alone aren't going to do it. You have to be super intensely dedicated. Uh, steroids definitely give you a fucking boost, though. Mm. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, like the stuff that these guys were taking back in the day, this was stuff that was like meant for fucking horses and stuff, for horse racing, you know? Like they were taking intense steroids that were being given to them by their own doctors because – like at the time in the seventies, like it wasn't really uh like it wasn't really known just how dangerous these things were. Uh so their own doctors were giving them steroid shots uh to help them achieve their bodybuilding goals. Yeah, I mean but like and I agree there's that that falls under the 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 shortcut rule for me where it's like no shortcut that you take in anything is sustainable. There's no foundation there. So uh, it's definitely not worth it. It's it's a it's a you're going to pay me now. You're going to pay me later situation. So steroids you, are still very prominent in in, uh, in, in American sports. Well, of course, sports everyone's getting popped by them all the time. Yeah. They have yeah like, like like Mark McGuire, like like you couldn't you, you, like you're not going to get those kind of zingers without steroids. I mean, his arms were big as fucking Christmas hams. Now, see, in that reference, Mark McGuire, this is also makes me think that you would canceled your your cable sometime around uh, the late 90s when Mark McGuire was still relevant in the steroids conversation. Well, I don't uh, know a lot about baseball, but like this guy, like was a, that was a big steroid case. Right. It was him and he and Bobby Benia at the same time. Or I mean, I'm sorry, Barry Bonds were uh, had a steroid home home run jack off steroid competition that was yeah. happening. Yeah. And so now they have asterisks by all of their. Yeah, uh, I know. I know that this is an old thing, but so is talking here's... about fucking Arnold's bodybuilding championship from the fucking seventies, bro. I so, was making you know? a funny joke that was a callback to another joke. It's in the script that I sent you. Please look over the notes right now. You might be on the wrong page. It's right after Arnold, Man of Action. <laughs> You'll see. You know who didn't take steroids? Who? Al Al Bundy. Al Bundy didn't take steroids. Al. Bundy, four touchdowns in a in single one game. Fucking game, dude. Polk Panthers, 66. That's right. Fuck, I forgot, but I lost. And I'm holding up my shirt, too. Uh, but. Fuck, I lost my fucking thing, I was going to say. God damn it, dude. Um, Must not have been important. No, it was relevant to the steroids. Yeah, you were talking about, like, the baseball. Barry Bonds and like oh yeah dude and you know you know what I think about I mean of course there's a lot of steroids done and I'm just I'm just ribbing you for not knowing I I don't know a whole lot about I'm not like saying like oh I know everything that's going on in the world I know that like uh within the you know fighting world like the UFA or whatever it's called yeah no yeah those guys get fucking popped all the time no yeah they do like they, and, they do wrestlers are are like probably the the most notorious for steroids um yeah, and, but, they don't get tested do they usually right or yeah, they're probably being supplied by vince mcmahon himself who also took steroids okay. um yeah no, no, like, macho man the coke and shit and the cream for the 
to ride. I'm sure he was, but but yeah, like wrestle. I think in wrestling, it's more prominent than anywhere else because that's where there's the most focus on the physiques of the athletes. That they all have to be huge and ripped. They all have to have, all have to be Hulk Hogan, you know. Um, you know, like with other sports, they take the steroids for more strength and size and everything. But like, you know, baseball mm. players or football players, they're not necessarily showing off their bodies. Whereas with wrestlers, they come yeah. in wearing a p- fucking pair of speedos and they have to look immaculate, you know. Um, Especially they have to distract from the fact that their balls shrink so much. So yes, they you do. know what I'm saying? They too. Yes. And and here's what I say, and I think I've I brought this up before, but I'm I'm for like, just you know, hey, let's have a steroid league. You know, these guys in this whole league, you do all the steroids oh, you want, oh. and let them play, and I want to see it. I want to have... see these jacked up freak guys hitting a hundred thousand home runs, jumping eighteen feet in the air, fucking. I have you know, just no problem with people taking steroids. Char- Charging the mound is legal, and you get to like rip someone's arm off and shit. Like that's what I want. Would, yeah, sports would finally be interesting if that if people were dismembering each other. Uh, but but no, the, I totally agree. Like no, it they don't even need their own league. Just you know, if people take fucking steroids to be better athletes, that's for the benefit of my entertainment. So let them do it. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. I don't care if they blow their fucking glance out like i don't care either they, they, they make you're that doing it. i'm just choice. saying like uh, i'm just saying because then you're gonna get everyone be like oh they have an unfair advantage so put them in their own league uh, you know yeah. let them know okay no. well, fine i don't like, fucking care unfair advantage why don't the others just fucking take steroids you know and that is what i have to say you know when all this bullshit for the people saying the astros the houston astros are cheaters everybody does that fucking bullshit everyone no, was no, doing no. it if and i stand get, behind if, it no, no, if you want to get to real cheaters, you get to the fucking New England Patriots. And I live in New England, but I'm still saying it. They fucking cheat. And they're not for steroids. They just find other ways to fucking cheat. There's like, it's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. Yeah. And that is why they were the best football team for a very and, long time. And that's why I'm going to be kicked out of New England for saying that. So. Well, you're in an undisclosed location, dude. No one's <laughs> No one cares that I exist, dude. People, people have tried to geo like search the pictures of you and I like at your place, and they can't. It's like not located. Like oh. you know, Google Earth is like unknown, unknown, unknown. Yeah, no, <laughs> no like you, you know, you you've seen it. You know, like that whole curve that comes around to the back of my house. It's like the, entry, the fucking. It. It's like entering the Bat Cave sixty six. It's like this hidden portal. Even a sixty nine too coming up that driveway if you're not careful i i i don't know what the hell that means but i i get your point i get your point yes um well that was a really good ridiculous read uh by the way um i'll I'll tell you this about uh, because you mentioned what they would do uh franco colombo and uh arnold schwarzenegger um one of the things that they did a lot is they would exercise and work out in the gym and then for recreation they would get a shit ton of beer and a couple of then a couple of babes. They would get a couple of babes and they'd go out into the woods and they would they would work out in the woods and get drunk and bang the chicks. That's that was like one of their hobbies. That's what they would do for their downtime. So they would like bring barbells and beer out into the woods and show these girls their muscles, get the girls all hot, get them drunk and bang them. You know, it's like the guys were fucking legends. It was a beautiful thing. So, so when their time off from working out in the gym, they worked out in the woods. Mm-hmm. All right, far out, man. It's true. 
Oh, I'm, I'm not saying it's not. No, so it's... dude, like I like both of those guys were huge heroes to me for the longest time, and you know, it, it makes me sad that I that I can't lift the way I once did. Uh, now that I'm old and I'm tired, and also that I had the surgery, it's going to take me a while to recover. I hope to one day get back to the heavy weightlifting because it was a big part of my life for a long time. Well, we're going to get you those stem cells. We're going to shoot you full of them, dude, all over the place. Can I have some steroids too. <laughs> yeah, we're going to, and we're going to make the balance come in so it like it keeps your balls fine, heals your shoulder, and makes you be able to lift. And I'm going to be like Mickey. Just Come on, me. Chris. Why you rip, you fucking piece of shit. I'll you're ride a, the bike and you're shit. You're a bum. You're a bum. You're a yeah. bum. And, uh, and then you'll be like, you're being really rude, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm right. trying my best here, you know. Yeah, well, you gave away my locker. Your so. relaxed brain. Yeah. So, all right. Well, just cough and link. Yeah. Right, yeah. All right. Uh, do we have? Uh, do we have any calls? <laughs> Oh, we do. Are you ready to get into the old Corey hotline there? I think we should. I think we should get into the Corey hotline. I think it's time, baby. We do have some calls. Just bam. drunk enough to answer. Oh, bam, bam, bam. Um, as you know, you can call the call, call us, call us anytime. Call us Ooh. on the Corey hotline. And Ooh. the Corey hotline, uh, the number is, of course, 832-930-1347. That Number again is 832-930-1347. And let me tell you this, because when I when I checked on the old uh, the old Corey hotline today, you know, there was a, a large number of what is, there is are called missed calls. And that's when you've called but have hung up for some reason. Mm. So don't be shy. If you call, leave yeah. a message. You're already on the phone. You're halfway well, there. Well, here's the thing, like the, the, the outgoing message is a clip of like the Corey's like Corey Feldman and stuff and Corey Haim. And so it might be a little bit confusing to people. I think we need to have a better message outgoing so they know for sure that it's the vital social issues and stuff uh, um, well, line. I guess I, I guess I never thought that calling calling something the Corey hotline and then having the Corey's I understand on, the, on that when you, hard, when you call it didn't make sense. I've but never, it's hard I guess. to it's hard to tell what they're saying a little bit, and it's hard right. to know what it is. They don't say, "Hey, it's the Corey Hotline." Until like later on, they're just like, "Oh, you want to call?" Blah blah blah. It's kind of confusing. So I think some people may think they have the wrong number. I think we need to change that up. But for those of you listening, if we haven't gotten around to that yet, because we're lazy bastards, uh, don't be discouraged if you hear some weird. It's like bullshit, and then it gets to the the fucking thing. Because yeah, and it just, gets to the fucking. Just leave us, just leave us a fucking message. And if you think we should change the outgoing message to the Corey Hotline, give us a call on the Corey Hotline at eight three two nine three zero one three four seven. Let us know what you think. Yes. So, uh, let's see. Here we go. We've got our first message. All right, let's yeah. hear it. Damn it, Sheila. Told you not to sleep with Earl, you dirty whore. I guess I'll see you at work tomorrow. We're getting new pasties. Goodbye. You know, there's this ongoing saga with this Sheila person. (laughs) 
what? And I'm not sure. Now, this, I guess, is canon, and I, I'm not sure, <laughs> you know, exactly what's up with her. God bless Sheila. Yeah. Uh, well, I heard that they're getting new pasties. I'm very excited about that. Do you know what that they use like carpet glue to stick pasties to their nipples? A lot of like yeah, burlesque yeah. girls. That's they hardcore, just, dude. They, they, yeah, they they have to, otherwise they fall off and Oops. and then they could get arrested and shit. Yeah. Oh my. Oh oh Not my. Naughty. Naughty. Yeah. You don't want your pasties to fall off. I don't. No. No. Because no, no one wants to see those nipples. I'm king. I'm king. Nipslip, dude. Yeah, you've got those big old silver dollar nipples. No one wants to see that. Me, dude. I've got little baby <laughs> dick nipples. I've got little pink eraser, like fucking, like a little rabbit's <laughs> paw. You just want to lick it because it feels so good. Uh, well, we we appreciate the call, Sheila or Sheila's friend, whoever you are. Uh, we appreciate that very much. And uh, uh, Earl, you need to get your ass in gear. And Sheila, I'm not sure why we are your default give out number for some reason that you don't want to talk to people. So you give us our uh, them our number, but keep it up because we need calls. Do it. Here's our next. Uh, we have one more call. Let's get right. to it. Here we go. Hey, John Wayne, it's your sister. Remember that time we were kids and you know we took our limo to to Jesus Camp with our golden Bibles because we were so rich. Oh. Shit. Sorry, guys. Uh, I forgot this wasn't John Wayne's personal line. Hey, Chris. Um, just just calling to say hey, guys. Um, Hi. Chris, I haven't heard you talk about your shoulder in a while, so I thought I'd see how you were doing, and Aww. I hope you're doing better, and, you know, you guys are awesome. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you, Carrie. This is Thank my sister, you. Carrie. We love Shouts you. Shouts out. Strap it on. Strap it on, Sheila. Uh, I thank you. I thank you for... Um, for asking about my shoulder it is slowly getting better uh it's a long haul uh rotator cuff surgery it could take a year or more to fully recover but it's coming along you know i can actually put my hand on top of my head right now which is amazing uh for a long time i couldn't uh but i want to hear more about taking a limo with your golden bibles uh because that sounds like something you would do john wayne yeah that is uh see that's what my uh, wonderful sister at Feeling Fit with Carrie on Instagram is trying to uh, make a humorous play on your joke of us being Richie Rich, uh, yeah. that we took uh, golden Bibles in our limos to church. Well, and that's uh, that's, and that's what you did, doing. though. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's true. So she wouldn't have said it if it wasn't true. Carrie is a honest woman. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You so. are, yeah, yeah. You, no, yeah, uh, you were eating caviar, and uh, yeah, and, was... uh, wearing wearing your tuxedo and your top mm -hmm. hat mm -hmm. and your to monocle church, yes. and your monocle. <laughs> and your we had monocle. yeah, and the caviar was for uh, communion. Yeah, you know, for the the body, the bread we had to. But have. you, but but you didn't get share it with anyone else there. Oh fuck no, dude! Because they were the poor's, and they had to have those little cracker things. I uh, can't but... share my caviar with the poor's. No, no, of course not. I don't even. We, want to be we were all like, and your wine was like two hundred years old, and theirs was in a, like a bag. Yeah, I'm a vampire. <laughs> dude. Do you know? Uh, speaking of bag, wine bag. Uh, my wife. 
often like she uh <laughs> she enjoys her wine we'll just say that uh-huh. and she gets these different boxes that she likes of wine the old box wine uh mm-hmm. situation yeah. Yeah. and it's always funny like when she gets to the end like the box is gone from the counter and it's just like the just bladder the yep, and it's right. like just she's got it all squeezed out and all this crazy shit uh, yeah, uh my, it's kind of like a crack addict my ex-wife was the same way yep yeah Total wine addict. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's a she's a rose. That's like okay. it's like you're it's like you're an alcoholic, but it's wine, so it's okay. Like you're you're sophisticated alcoholic. I was just about to say sophisticated. Mm-hmm. You're right. You know I love you, but it's in too deep. Mm. All right. So just, should we get should we carry on and get to our uh this uh week's uh topic? Um, I don't know. I mean, you don't have anything else to say about the calls. Yeah, I mean, call us. We need fucking calls. Stop hanging we, up, yeah. please. Okay, yeah, call us. Stop hanging up. That number please. is eight three two three zero one three four seven. We love you. Wait, 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 hold on. Eight three two. Yes. Nine three zero. Nine three zero. Yes. One three four seven. All right. Please call. Please. We need. Please. You want us to give your grandmother a bath? We'll do it. As Adam please. Sandler once said. He said that I won't do it. Uh, please call. We appreciate your pity. Okay. Then I guess we're ready to move on then. All right. Let's move on. That brings us to our topic. Oh, my goodness. And that topic is... One, two, three, four. Uh, happy, happy Valentine's Yay! <laughs> Happy it. Valentine's Day, as Emerald. Did I ever tell you that Emerald Lagasse would say it like that? He would say "bam" too. I don't know if ba- you know that. Did you know that, dude? Happy Valentine's Bam! Happy yeah. Valentine's Day, buddy. Yeah, you. What a, what a fun, made-up, stupid holiday, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a Hallmark holiday. It's made to sell cards, but. Uh, we always do holiday specials, and I didn't want us to miss this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a whole other topic set up to, for this show, but then we realized it was going to air a few days before Valentine's Day, and we were like, fuck that. We'll do Valentine's Day as our topic. Yeah, but and by that, he means uh, right before I hit record, he said, oh, shit, this is going to Valentine's yes. Day show. We need yes. to talk about Valentine's Day. We do. And then I, to which I said, Valentine's Day. Hey, do you know that chef, Emeril Lagasse? He used to say Valentine's Day, and you were like, shut the fuck up. And I said, I'm going to bring this up on the show. Mm. And you were like, sure, sure, whatever. We should talk about Valentine's Day. And I said, hey, you did it. And then... Uh, 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 yeah, all right, all right. We got... We did this already. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Valentine's Day is uh, just around the corner, folks. It's very, two days away. It's very exciting. It's more than two days. Uh, but it's, uh, it's very, yes. Uh, but it's, uh, it's very exciting. Uh, we're, we're all, uh, pumped up. We, I hope that you all have your sweethearts ready, that you got them those little horrible chalk candies that say you are sweet or I gave you AIDS or whatever it says on those little candies, um, Mm -hmm. that like taste like chalk with stevia poured on them or whatever the fuck they are uh 
so yeah get everybody chocolates and flowers and uh if you like if you you know you're getting stuff for a woman for valentine's day chocolates and flowers are really good if you're a woman getting stuff for a guy blowjobs are are what's the the traditional gift so let me ask you this was it was it was it ever uh an important thing to you or or, or is it because i know you're into kissing and stuff so do you do you actually think that valentine's day is something that is like romantic and worth celebrating i I can already tell okay here we go here we go no 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 i was gonna say uh not necessarily uh but i would always get you know if i was in a relationship i was gonna always get stuff uh for my ladies on valentine's day uh but it uh although we joke about it being a card themed hallmark made holiday it originated as a western christian feast day honoring uh one or two early christian martyrs named saint valentine uh but now it's you know recognized as a religious and uh commercial celebration a significant cultural celebration if you will of uh romance and love and it's celebrated around the world so so there i guess dude but like when i when i was working for starbucks we were in uh my starbucks was in uh the like um you know we were in a big strip so like a huge shopping center and then we had a big grocery store as the anchor and they uh it was heb shouts out you know texas and shit so they would come out and put this big ass tent up in the parking lot like it would be like close to the road like where our store was of like flowers Mm-hmm. And you have some poor fucking sap out there in the cold, sure. you know, selling flowers to jackasses mm-hmm. driving by, yep, uh, and stuff. And and like it's uh, it is so bizarre to me. Well, I mean, I I you know worked in grocery stores for years, and most of them had floral departments. And yeah, we yeah. would be absolutely slammed. We would get pallets of fucking flowers, uh, and uh, and yeah, I mean, I know how to wrap flowers now i can actually trim and wrap them because you know i did it so many times as store management yeah um and so yeah i can make you a beautiful fucking bouquet with my eyes closed thanks baby i'm not gonna do it but i could okay well, <laughs> it's a thought that counts uh yeah but uh yeah i don't know 18th century uh the legend was that uh you know that uh you know like saint valentine restored sight to the blind uh his blind daughter uh, uh the blind daughter of his jailer uh and that he wrote the jailer's daughter a letter signed your valentine as a farewell before his execution and i guess that's where like the whole like giving a valentine comes from you remember like being a kid and like like you would give valentines in your class and like it used to be when our day, like you would give a Valentine to someone you liked. Now all the kids have to get a Valentine because no one wants to be sad. Every kid is special. Fuck you. Now, no, we had no. When I was a kid, we had we brought Valentines for everybody. Like you made the little like wow. like the Simpsons. Like you made the little box and shit. And well, and we, like, uh, but you'd go yeah. get a box of like pre-made Valentines. Yeah, no, like, no, you do, you do, fucking no, whatever. you do. Yeah, I choose to choose you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but. In in my day, and I'm a couple years older than you, um, and you grew up in Sissy Town, USA, apparently. Uh, uh, Sissy Whiteberg Town, USA. Thank you. Richie Rich Sissy, USA. Uh, but no, like, you didn't have to give a Valentine to everybody. Mm. You gave Valentines to the people you liked. 
Now, maybe you gave a Valentine to like, you know, a friend or something, you know, a a friend of the same sex that you weren't interested in romantically, but you were like, hey, you're cool. Here's a Valentine. But you didn't have to give it to everyone. Uh, you Mainly you like it was the day where you're like, I like this girl. I want to let her know I get her a Valentine. That's what it used to be. But now in school, it's kind of like mandatory that you give everybody one. So it takes takes away the whole fucking point of the goddamn thing. I actually don't even know how they do it uh, now, to be honest, if they even allow you to have Valentine's Day celebrations. But the problem they do. okay. the problem I have with it is like the you know, I just don't like the fact that because of this day, I have to express my love or like. Or like, like, or you, mm-hmm. or uh, tell my platonic friend that I like you when you well, know. Well, I don't think yeah. it's a platonic friend friend thing for adults. I think for adults, it's you, it's your significant other, your wife, your husband, your girlfriend, whatever the fuck, uh, you know, your boyfriend, your gay lover, whatever the fuck it is, like whoever you have in your life that is you're romantically involved with that's the person you're supposed to give stuff to and do stuff for and do stuff to right and right and but i don't i don't like the implied obligation mm-hmm. of the day you, i you really hate don't love, though you hate love you hate kissing and well, it's love not, it's, it's not, it doesn't exist but you, yeah you and i don't kiss, come on, you, hate, you hate affection you you know like you hate all that stuff. Uh, I, on the other hand, uh, I'm a Casanova. I'm very romantic. I like to shower my women. Mm-hmm. I like to shower my women, not with In golden. Gold, right. You, as talked, you, you showed me the pictures. You're going to say that. So, yeah, I, I, I beat you to it. Uh, no, I like to shower them with affection and show them that I care about them. That's important. It's very important. Uh, it's very important. I do that all the time. I don't need a day to tell me that, I oh, I better this bring stuff. this home. I do it all the time not. too. I do it all the that's time. The pro- but this that's is just a tradition about. thing. It's a tradition it's thing. It's like tradition. no, it's it's Thanksgiving is like you know you feast and you give thanks. You know, like there there are traditions that go with these things. And yeah, traditions are just peer pressure from dead people. I know that. I love that phrase. But you don't want to like you don't want to be up. you don't what. You make up that phrase. I've never heard it before. No, no, it's it's, it's an expression oh. that I think is great. Tradition is. Uh, peer pressure from dead people. Uh, I think it's a great phrase. Well, anyway, I think that I don't think you need to buy stuff for Valentine's Day. I don't think you need to give into the Hallmark sentiment and buying fucking cards. Like, I think cards are stupid as fuck because Mm. it's like if you want to say something, say it yourself, write out something yourself. You know, you don't need to be like, hey, well, I paid two bucks for this card and this guy said, wrote something that's kind of what I feel. It's just Mm. fucking empty and shallow. But if, like, Valentine's Day, you could get, you know, like, it's a good day to get someone, like, you know, your loved one a a gift or something of any kind, uh, much like a birthday or whatever else. You know, it's like you get gifts for your birthday. Give your significant other a gift for Valentine's Day. It could be something for both of you that could be romantically themed, you know, like lingerie or, or a vibrating pocket pussy or whatever. You know, it could be anything. Could be a steak steak dinner, you know, could be anything. Do it. It it could be, but here's the thing. The 
the implied obligation that I have to do that makes me want to do the exact opposite and show the least amount of uh, of love or uh, admiration for my partner on this day. I'm an anti. You're a non-risk rebel is what you are. You're like super so rebellious doing something that doesn't cause you any danger. What you're the fuck not... are you talking about, non-risk <laughs> rebel? You piece you're of non-risk shit, rebel. motherfucker! I'll come. Yeah. Right, I'm gonna drive back up to New England tonight and uh-huh. kick your fuck. Show you what a non-risk motherfucker it Do is. It. It's not yeah. not a risk. I just don't care. I'm not making a stand about like Valentine's Day. I just choose uh-huh. not to uh, stop and waste my money. I'd rather just burn my money and then shove it uh, up my ass with my vodka-soaked tampon and then uh, then try to like uh adhere to this like oh let me show you it's love time because today's the valentine's day like i love you all the time bitch that's what i say well that's very romantic thank you mm-hmm. thank you you know my wife uh katie and i who I love very much mm-hmm. we've never celebrated any valentine's days in our entire existence what? of career why if that's a, no i said it's fine that, no oh. it's fine yeah. That's like an agreement that you have. You don't do it. Fine. You know, like you're, you're bitter or crusty old people who don't know how to have any fun. Uh, so that's fine. You know, it's like you don't want to just celebrate a holiday just for the fun of it. It's yeah. not a fucking obligation, dude. You don't you're not that's like you don't have to buy flowers and candy if that's not your thing or her thing. But it's a day. It's the one day of the year that everyone celebrates the people that they're in love with. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't want to do it. I know, because you hate love. I also hate being told what to do. And uh, I don't think that I need a day to love Uh anybody. Um, uh, But it just, uh, it irks me. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Plus, enough with it. You know, I got Christmas, New Year's, then I've got like four birthdays in a row. And then what? Valentine's Day right around the corner? Give me a fucking had You just had a birthday and you got gifts and you bought yourself gifts and like I got you a gift. Your wife got you gifts. And it's like, that's okay. But but Valentine's Day. Because it's my birthday. I was born that day. Oh, yeah. Because it's about you. It's all about you. That's about how great you are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's an ego exactly. thing. It's an ego thing. If Valentine's was called St. John Wayne's Day, you'd think it was the greatest thing ever, even if it was oh, yeah. all the same tradition. Yep. It'd be a completely different thing. Is it about it me, it or is it, is it John Wayne Gacy, or is it John Wayne the actor? Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? All of you. That's that's insane. You're speaking <laughs> you're speaking insane talk because you're trying to compare two different things. Of course, if there was a day about me, Fuck yeah, dude! I'd be jerking off all over but it. Why? Why? But, why? but we wouldn't be loving each other on that day. It wouldn't but be that's, like, that's okay, the, let's all but love that's each your other. Birthday. But that's your birthday, a day that's all about you. Yeah. But and then Valentine's Day is a is a day all about love. You know, it's like I, I don't find myself. a problem. I know you do. This is very obvious. Uh, yeah, oh, you, you very yeah oh, like, qualified yeah. it. Okay, like you are constantly sucking your own dick. Uh, so yeah, it's obvious that you love yourself, but You're the birthday, the, you could say the <laughs> same thing about a birthday though. It's like, why do I give him a birth, like gift today? I can give him a gift anytime. And I show him I care about him all the time and people could just fucking ignore your birthday and you'd cry like a little bitch if they did. No, I wouldn't. I don't even give a shit about my birthday either, but you're comparing two different, like, that's not even the same thing, dude. <laughs> 
it's such a loose, loose comparison. Like it's the loosest bowels. Well, you like you like Halloween, and you're not like, oh, people are telling me I need to celebrate horror on Halloween, so I'm not going to do it. I'm such a non-risk rebel. It's the same. Well, thing. if you were rem- okay, so first of all, I really don't like that term. But second, <laughs> remember, know. if you'll go back to our non-risk rebel Halloween show, uh-huh. I did say how I do not like. Uh, that all this Halloween stuff will pop up around this time because I'm like, dude, I do this stuff all year round. Right. So fuck you posers. This is Especially all the anthologies and stuff that open up. They're like, send us your Halloween stories. It's like, bitch, all I do is write Halloween stories. So oh, of course no, I, I, I have an answer. Dude, I don't like there's, anything that I'm supposed to. There's a difference between a, a horror story and a Halloween story. Halloween is a certain tradition, a cer- has certain aspects to it that aren't just uh, your everyday horror uh, so it is different than just right. that. So. Right. I understand. It's like taking a, a story about pizza and then making it about subs and then getting it sent to somewhere. It's it's just like the same exact type of thing. So, <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's like it's exactly like that. So I understand what you're not saying. Like that exactly. I understand. So go ahead. Continue. It's not, it's not like that at all. Uh, anyway, no reason to even continue arguing this because uh, <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. Uh, but you told me that you had an interesting Valentine's Day story, and that's what we were going to get into. We were going to get into, like, not just Valentine's, but also just, like, dates and love and, like, funny stories that we have from our lives. But you, uh, have a story that's about Valentine's, so I want to hear this. Okay. So, uh, when I was, this is, uh, when I was just beginning to date who would be so my first like wife 20, 21 oh, okay. i thought you were saying was, when you first began to date which which i thought you'd be like 28 or something 20 yeah. oh yeah no i mean uh yeah i date you know i start didn't start dating until uh, seven years ago so that was like 35 i guess uh anyway so i was first starting to date my uh now ex-wife and uh we started dating, I guess, like officially, like at the beginning of the year in January. Right. But this was also like we met in college and we're just like, yeah, now we're like fucking going out and shit. And but uh, we hadn't actually been on a real legit date type of thing. It wasn't like, you know, we met each other and like, let's go to dinner. Like she lived across the apartment complex from me and we got to know, you know, we knew each other like every day type of thing hanging out. So. We hadn't been on an actual date yet. So I at this and, and I still have this had the same fucking feeling about Valentine's Day that I did now. It's not like I'm, I've adopted this because something has uh-huh. soured me in some way. I always thought it was fucking lame uh-huh. uh, and and uh, an unnecessary pressure uh-huh. uh, and and uh, damaging to you. I think as a child, but anyway, I this <laughs> whatever, dude. Oh, I thought I'm sorry. I thought this was a. I got confused because I. You know what? I'm. I'm really. I thought I was zooming my therapist. So like, I. I really. I. I get now. I get it now. Why you don't like it? You didn't get Valentine's as a kid because no one liked you, because you were so much richer than everyone and you were a snob, and that's why you don't like Valentine's Day because no one gave you any fucking Valentines. Yes, and. That that's now I understand why. That's right. No, no right. one gave you Valentine's. Never. The case. Never in your life have you been given Even Jesus gave me Valentine. And that's really why I hate religion. Yes. But go on. Tell us your story. You were dating your soon-to-be ex-wife. So I'm sure this is a really romantic story. Look, it wasn't that soon. But uh, 
here, but we hadn't been on an actual date. So here comes Valentine's Day, right? And I'm, I'm so I'm like, damn, you know, do I, you know, do I have to? Again, this is what I'm, I'm like, do I have to plan something that's fucking special or whatever? And again, and she's like, well, no, I don't. We don't have to do anything super nice. But I'm like, oh no, we'll, we'll do something. You know, we haven't been on a real date, and I'm trying to be, uh, as you would say, Casanova. But uh, here's the thing: I don't have to try. Mm-hmm. Just stem. You don't want to. So, you don't want to because, like, why try if you know you're going to fail? Mm-hmm. Well, keep that with your other saying about old people and jokes or whatever you had to say. Uh, I, I don't even remember that. What? So we're, uh, yeah, exactly. You don't, you don't, you can't even call back to the beginning of the show. I don't even know what's that's happening. That's how, that's how bad your memory is. Have another drink, it's, Rummy. It's, it's <laughs> really bad. A fucking quarter. Uh, uh, no, I'm just fucking with you. My memory is, uh, anyway, I'm thinking like, okay, so I'm going to take her out on a Valentine's date mm-hmm. or Valentine's, if you will, Emerald Lagasse. Right. And we are in Huntsville, Texas, uh, because we are both going to Sam Houston State University, uh, eat them up, cats, meow. And so Huntsville is where all the prisons are. It's actually where we put prisoners to death here in Texas. Uh, very proud of that. <laughs> we are here as proud we are of all of them. Um, yeah, absolutely. Regular. When I went to school, regularly, like it was uh, protests. Like any night, they put someone to death. It was just like that was all. They just like had the. They would show the, the town square, which is very small, and the people like out there protesting. Really, because uh, like I, because I grew up in Florida, and it was a similar thing where people would go to the to the jailhouse and some people would protest but a lot of people would celebrate uh and they would like when the lights went out from the electric shock of the electric chair like people would cheer you know it's like they did with ted bundy and stuff you know like i was there i I, not at the fucking site but i lived in the state at the time and yeah Yeah. like people were all uh, jazzed about it like they're gonna execute bundy we're going you know it was like a party yeah i'm sure there was a the, the fair share of that it probably wasn't show, like because Huntsville's a very small. I, I'm not quite sure in Florida where they did it. Huntsville's was it's a it was a very it is a small town, but even back then, like when I went, they didn't have shit there. Like it was like right. prisoners and a Walmart and and the college, right. and that was right. it. Like literally, that was it. Um, like nothing even stayed open past midnight. It was ridiculous and crazy. But also, they they were using the um lethal injection by the time i went to college they'd already ah, put yes. old sparky is what it's called uh yes. in retirement and you can go to the museum there and see old sparky in huntsville uh where all those people were were killed so that's where we were living well they uh, where they were justly es- executed executed yes they weren't uh, killed they were justly executed. they were put to death yes Man, and yeah exactly well then and then so that's where we lived. And that's like 50 miles outside of like the city, right, of Houston. Mm-hmm. It's very far north. Um, so, but there's nothing, like I said, there's nothing there. And when you hit the towns going into Houston, like the, the surrounding suburbs, you hit things like where there's restaurants like Olive Garden or like, you know, Red Lobster and Carabba, like, oh, they could mm-hmm. fucking whatever. Like those all like, the good restaurants, pseudo yes. <laughs> uh, like the chains, you know, they're all chains. Yeah, but yeah. They're like supposed to be like upscale, like, you know, but that's not. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that, yeah. That shit may fly when you're in high school and you're barely getting by with, you know, borrowing your mom's car, but not, you know, when you're 21 years old, I don't mm-hmm. think so. I, and, you're, you know, mm-hmm. you're trying to be a 
Depends. Casanova. Well, we'll see. Hey, I took some women to Outback, and they were very happy about it. So nothing wrong with that, dude. I'm not condemning. I'm the, nothing let, wrong about. You know, you, you go know, right from the Outback the story. You go right from the Outback to the Quality Inn, and uh, and and it's it's a good time. Proceed. Proceed. So I um I don't know much about. You uh, sure don't. <laughs> Boom! 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 You got, you, you got me, dude. You got me. Uh, so I don't know much about like good restaurants or anything at this point, much like I don't know now. But I know that like I've been to this one very fancy restaurant called Michelangelo's in uh, uh, Montrose, which is, you know, a neighborhood down in the city. It's one of the oldest neighborhoods, also our, our gay neighborhood. Um, and it's got just like, tons of great shit in Montrose. So they have this 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 super like awesome italian restaurant michelangelo's and i'm like all right cool that's what we'll do let me let me call that up and i call to see if i can make a reservation for valentine's day because i know like you can't just go there yeah you can't just really go there on an, any any night anyway like, yeah but, but valentine's day you probably should have called a month at a time well here's the thing dude. i called and boom i have a reservation nice. like in a good one like in your own night like nine o'clock or eight thirty or some shit like that so um you know, so we we go down to, you know, drive all the way down there into the city. We might have stopped somewhere for a drink or something. <clears throat> and we pull up to the restaurant and it's it's valet and shit. So I'm like, I make sure I got like some ones to tip this guy. And I like I think I have. Um, maybe like. A hundred bucks, maybe with me total. So I'm like that. That should do it. Like, I'm good. And uh, and so then we go in, they see us and it's like, you know, this place is cool. It has like a tree, like this original old ass hundred some year old tree that was there that they didn't tear down. So it's growing in the middle of the restaurant, like up through the the main oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. So that's yes. all nice. Yeah. And they have a piano and this bar and like it's it's an old building. So you go upstairs and they're seating. So they, they just, it's like a lot of pomp and circumstance, dude. Like yeah. you're definitely like this is a nice, fancy fucking thing dude so you we go we sit down and you know the guy's like oh hello sir you know he's all like fucking dapper and shit like here's our menus and blah 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 and he gives us the menus and i'm looking at and he gives us the menus and i'm uh i i i start to look at the menu and see that the menu for valentine for that night is a set menu that they probably told me when i made the uh reservations but i didn't know what that meant you know, right. so it's like what that is, is just like a set. Like there's basically these courses that you can pick from that you can't just pick yep. anything. It's like, yeah, there's this, this, this and this. And you pick that. And it's uh seventy five dollars a person. Yeah. So I was like, oh, <laughs> and like uh, uh, I'm just looking at it like. <sighs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and. uh my you know the the my ex-wife that you know my lady is like wow oh wow this is no oh, this is a set menu wow i didn't realize that oh wow okay cool that is this okay and i'm like yeah this is yeah i know i i, oh, I, I, set, I set all this up you know and I'm i like, took care of my girl <laughs> i hate me you know me I, you know. And that's why you're divorced <laughs> so, uh, well um and so i i'm like fuck 
because uh, I definitely don't even have that much money on me or with me or in my bank account. But I do <laughs> have uh, what I do have is my like my credit card that I'd gotten where I'm like, this is my emergency credit card like type of thing. <laughs> and this well, is an emergency. Friends, this sure. was an emergency. <laughs> so. You know, and it wasn't even like it was like also like, uh, you know, we threw a couple of drinks on there because I had to be like, yeah, have a drink. It's mine. Have some wine. Yes, let's mm-hmm. more everything, you know, and they bring the oh, also gratuity added. By the way, nice uh, uh, mandatory, like it's not like uh, you, you know, right. it it's was like added yeah, on yeah. there. So, you know what? Seventy five plus seventy five is. Well, well, what? 70 oh no yeah 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 i thought you were saying what was what was the what was the tip like i thought you were saying it was 75 percent tip i was like what uh no no no. i uh, I think we walked out of there at like a like a 230 type of ticket Mm -hmm. and uh yeah and i was like (sighs) (laughs) totally um but like what if i didn't have the money like i always i I did think about that i was like what the fuck would i have done dude dine and and dash dude (laughs) i might have pulled like a i gotta go to the bathroom and just got in my car and left yeah oh like it's uh leave her to take care of it yeah yeah (laughs) and she could just cry and like women crying they get out everything it would be perfect it'd be fine or just dine and dash just the two you'd be like okay slowly inch towards the door and then run like hell you know yeah i don't like this is one of those places where there's either no way you could ever get away with that or it would be incredibly easy to get away with because you'd have to watch because like, especially on nights like that they're they're trying to turn you over they're trying to get you out they don't give a fuck they're like let's go let's yeah. go let's go yeah they're doing the thing and like oh we love you and everything but yeah it's it's about turn it over sure sure so you could probably sneak out of there real if you timed it out real quick like oh if uh oh I, this is how i do it i would uh say i was gonna go i would leave my date at the table and like i was going to the bathroom but i would really go to the valet and have them bring the car up mm-hmm. you know and then i would be like okay cool oh, and then give them a tip or whatever and be like okay thanks oh i'm gonna pull it right up here i'm gonna have to go get my my she's in the back whatever and then oh yes yeah, sir and i pull it up here and then she at that point is also getting up and coming downstairs and she just comes to the car and then we get out like that way. Okay. That could work. Or you could just do a bunch of dishes, you know, like she would do dishes. You would just get the shit beat out of you. And that's kind of how it works. As far as I know, I don't know. I don't know how it works, (laughs) but you know, uh, I, I, I definitely paid for that meal for, uh, you know, probably months and months. Yeah, it's six rates. months to pay off. And then, yeah. uh, and then I, and I, and I also, uh, you know, I paid for that date with, uh, you know, many years of my life, and I'm still paying for it to this <laughs> day. No. Ha ha ha! But I'm bum. Oh, ex-wives. Oh, ex-wives. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a specific Valentine oh. story, and that was when I tried to actually do a Valentine's thing. Yep. To which I don't really truly care about. Yeah. And and you failed at it, and so well, actually, actually no. <laughs> you didn't actually. You didn't. You you, you you managed. You worked it out. I didn't like, actually dine and dash or leave her there. Those were all. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't. I take it back. You didn't. Uh, but it left a bad taste in your mouth, and so now you hate Valentine's Day. And no, I hated love... it before then. Well, you hate it more. You, you... No, that just didn't help. 
well, that's what I'm saying. It didn't help, as in it made it worse. I think it kept it the same. It was just like a. It was. It was lemon. It was lemon juice on the wound, baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That already had salt in it. That's right. That's right. Um, I don't. I don't have have any. Done one of those. Have you ever done a tequila shot backwards? I forget what it's called now. Uh, like a stunt man. That's what it's called. Have you ever have you ever done that? Do you have any cousin fucking crazy ass friends like that that make like make you do weird shit like uh, that? I've never done that. I haven't had tequila in a very long time. I don't, I'm not really a tequila guy. I can't. Don't ask me on a three tequila, not two tequila. I don't know what that song. I know. I know that tequila makes her clothes call, fall off. I know that, but that's. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a big tequila person either. I, it makes me mean and drunk, but uh, uh um. Everything man shot. Trump. <laughs> no, I'm a good you, drunk, dude. You've seen me when I've gotten really drunk, and I'm like, yeah, let's fight. <laughs> yeah, you wanted to fight me, dude. Yes. You're trying to fight me all night. Um, but, but I probably had to come way, in. But in a friendly way. Exactly. I wasn't like, I hate you. I was like, come on, let's fight. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, but we're going to get in your bed. And you're like, no, no, no. Oh, Never mind. That. Don't sleep. I, and then, I know. Like, you you have turned this... it off the lights. You made me go to sleep. You have this uh, weird where you want to sleep in bed with me and i'm just not allowing it i know uh uh yeah uh what was i where was i going with this though i don't know nowhere (laughs) i was going to tell you about some funny dates i had though all right um two come to mind that were really funny they weren't valentine's day related but it's they were pretty great uh one was when I was 17, and I had a date with this girl, Marina, who was 16, and she was this cute little blonde number. Uh, r- like, I was really crazy about her. She was really cute, uh, and I finally got a date with her after doing, like, a million, like, long phone calls, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, back back in our day, like, you would just be on the phone with someone forever, like a girl particularly, and you just talk and talk and talk, and finally we had a date. I could never talk. I hated that. Well, that's what hated it. Well, I did what I had to do uh, to get what I wanted, and I wanted girls, and and I was successful uh, because I had the patience. But uh, this is why you were a virgin until you were thirty four years old, and I I lost uh, nine. Yeah, uh, I'm because... still uh, I'm still I am married to Christ. I'm still, a virgin, <laughs> yes, <so. I> <laughs> you are a thank bride you. of Christ. Like, yeah, a, like thank you. Uh, Please like don't. Yeah, don't put it out there because okay. Jesus is listening to this. And don't put out, period. No, uh, don't. That's what it I says know. on my license plate. Don't yeah. put don't, out. Don't put out. Um, but no, uh, so anyway, I was really crazy about this girl. And uh, and I finally had a date with her, right? Now, the day of the date, you know, like we were going to some Italian restaurant that night. The day of the date, uh, I'm... Uh, just hanging out uh, in this place that, like, it had a couple of different names. We called it the Compound. We called it the Flats. Uh, this is in Florida, in uh, Brevard County. Uh, and uh, it was basically, it was this place that was like a fucking wasteland. It had, like, all of these roads that were all beat to shit. And there were no street signs and there was no buildings. What happened is there was this, this uh, you know, company that came out there to, like, build a community. But they went prank bankrupt halfway through so they had all these roads that like stretched off into the fucking sunset uh and but they never built anything on it and so people used to go out there to drag race and have bonfire parties a lot of crimes went on out there 
Mm. And yeah, it was a very dangerous place to go. And so, of course, we went there all the time. So my buddies and I are out there and we're um, we're just like in my buddy Roger's truck. Uh, and, uh, we're just kind of like driving around and being crazy and, you know, uh, Florida is full of sugar sand. And so we're like doing, uh, donuts in the sugar sand and fishtailing and all that. Oh, okay. So that's not a euphemism for cocaine. No, sugar no, no. Sand. It's, right. it's sugar sand. It's just like that really light sand. Uh, and so it's really good for, uh, mudding when it gets wet and it's really good for just kind of like fishtailing mm. and driving around and doing redneck shit. Mm. Uh, and yeah, we were like blasting you know, fucking heavy metal. And uh, me and my buddy Creston were in the back of the truck and Roger was driving and uh, he like did a really sharp turn. And we were like, well, like rolling around because you're totally reckless. And I go flying out of the truck. You're in the bed of the truck. Yeah. Yeah. And you go flying out. I go flying out of the truck. Yeah. Okay. And so like I talk into a ball and I roll in the fucking rocks and the fucking stickers and everything else. And uh get kind of fucked up and creston he's like banging on on the fucking back window because roger doesn't even know that i fell out he's like you're we gonna lost fuck- chris yeah well he was like you're gonna fucking run him over you know oh shit yeah 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 and so uh and uh and so yeah like but I, you know i was okay and everything but i got i got kind of fucked up because i you know went to a roll and so my uh my arms from like my elbows to my wrists and my my knees like we're all cut to shit. Like I got like all cut up. And so I had like these bloody wounds and everything. And so I had to like wrap everything in gauze and bandages. And then I was like, well, time to go on my date. <laughs> so, you were go- That was the same day. As the it was the, the same date? fucking day, dude. It was the same day. Yeah. So do you go? Yeah, of course I went. Yeah, and I and I go and I'm just like all fucking mummied like out and everything. Like she couldn't see it on my knees, but like I had it on my arms and everything. And it's fucking Florida. You don't wear long sleeves ever. Uh, and so yeah, I'm I was surprised like, I, you were wearing pants. Right, right. Uh, but uh, were you wearing shoes or flip flops? No, no. I always wore like pants and shoes. I hated the Thank whole you. like shorts and flip flops like Florida look. I would rather be hot than look like that. Uh, but uh, but I also like. Uh, there are these there are stickers in and uh, and cutting grass in Florida. And uh, just so people that don't know, stickers are like thorns. Yeah, they're like these Some, little it's, it's they're these little ball things that have spikes on them. They and they they stab you. And, uh, like well, the, well, we call them stickers in Florida. So, yeah, I know it's a regional uh, thing, dude. That's why I'm just trying to explain to the listeners. Right. All right. So. I got cut up in other places too. And like along my neck, there were all these slashes and cuts from like the cutting grass and stickers and everything. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I show up and she's like, the fuck, you know, cause I show up and I'm just like this fucking blood bag mummy motherfucker, you know, hey, baby. And I'm like, Hey, I finally got a date with this fucking gorgeous chick that I've been obsessed with. And I show up and I'm like walking all like stiff and everything because like I can't like bend my knees or my elbows, otherwise the scabs will bust open. Oh uh, yeah, it was, it was a beautiful time. It was a good. It was good times. Good good memories. What did you do on this date? Uh, we ate Italian food and. Uh, so you did go out to a restaurant. You weren't yeah. just like, well, I guess we'll hang out. No, no, we lead on your patio or something. No, no, no. I met her at the fucking restaurant. Yeah, we totally. You did didn't this. even pick her up. Nice, dude. No, That's I didn't have a play. fucking. No, I didn't have a fucking car. Neither did she. Like, we were teenagers, dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was 17. She was 16. 
Yeah, are are you listening? I keep having to tell you things I already said. Are well, you? I mean, listening? I had a car. I had a car since I was like twelve. Well, so. you were Richie Rich, of course yeah. you had a car. <laughs> yeah. No, you had but, a fucking Cadillac. I know, but no, I had to ride my fucking bike, man. Like, no, of course, you know, and so did she. Yeah, we were wrong, wrong side of the tracks, babe. So you we rode your bikes shit. to the Olive Garden. For a day. It was an Italian restaurant. It was like a local Italian restaurant. It was at the plaza where every all the kids hung out. Uh and and we went. And I don't remember much uh, other than that. It was a long time ago, but uh but yeah, that was that. Uh so I just remember how funny it was that I got all fucked up like the day of this big date that I was all excited for. And was she turned off by your wounds? Or I because I think like that would be like, hey, look, baby, I got this scar, like uh you know, like you're oh, yeah, blood and G.I. Joe and you get that scar on your face and shit. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, yeah. chicks dig scars, you know, they do. They do stick scars. They dig them way more <gasps> than tattoos. That should be OK. First of all, <laughs> that's OK. I see what you did. You're trying to do. I was going to say that should be our catchphrase. But now, no, I'm not going to share that with all you. All right. OK. Chicks fine. dig scars. That's my yeah. ch- <laughs> that's my catchphrase. They do. They do. Uh, yeah. I, and but, like, you know, like I. I don't really remember much of her beyond that like i don't like we didn't end up becoming a couple or anything i don't know uh but uh anyway uh that was that but i have another funny date story but do you have one that you want to throw in first uh uh no no actually that that was like uh that was the only date i've ever been on besides the the one <laughs> i went on Besides the one I went on uh, right before with uh, my my current wife, Katie, I went on one date with her right before uh, I married her. So that's that's the only two dates I've ever been on. So uh, I don't have another one. But like you've probably been on stuff that that counts as dates. You're just not calling it like like if you took your wife to the movies or took her out to to dinner. I mean, it's a date, you know, it's date. I'm just joking. dude. I've been on a bunch of dates. All right, dude. Okay. well, good. I'm glad. I'm down. Glad your life isn't that fucking sad that you've only been on two dates. Jesus. They were really good two dates, though. Let me tell you. No. Yeah. Uh, apparently, everyone you date, you marry, apparently. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's exactly. That's how you do it, dude. <laughs> that's how you do it. Uh, that's, that's how so, you do so, it. So sad. Yeah. If you listen to John Wayne lie to you, I go through many uh, escapades there. But um, I'm trying to think. Here's a here's a cool state story that happened with my current wife. All right. Uh, that was, I mean, it might have been around Valentine's Day, actually. We were going to, we went to, uh, back in the day when you could go out around people and go to, like, shows. And in see the long, it, in the long, long ago, yes. Um, there, uh, we went to see a comic at the Improv in Houston, which is very close to where we live. Um, was it, was it Steve Harvey? <laughs> you, did, I, did I tell you this story already? No. <laughs> No, it wasn't Steve Harvey. Damn it! Um, <laughs> but you know, when you get when you buy tickets for a comedy show, and and you go to a club like the Improv or whatever, they seat they seat you at these tables, right, where you'll get seated with whoever you know, because they just jam. Have you been? You've been to comedy clubs, right? I mean, have you been or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long you know what I'm talking about? Because there's like long tables. Like you don't get like just a table to yourself. It's not like a restaurant. Right, but right. Even like the four top tables, which is what we no, got I set at. Yeah, so I, get, I, I get you. I've, yeah, I've been to so, concerts. I've been to concerts that were like that too, for fancy stuff like Tom Jones. Yeah, you know? yeah fancy stuff. But so that's like that. So we get seated at like a a four top table, mm-hmm. and 
uh, we're there by ourselves for for a while. Like the people across from us aren't there yet. And, you know, of course, comedy clubs are just like, you know, they're just like striving to be close to strip club prices with their beers and stuff like that. So they had these uh, like 20, you could get like a 23 ounce beer uh, in this huge, like big ass glass. And uh, for like the high alcohol, the highest alcohol IPA they had, because you want to get the most bang for your buck. And it's like 13 bucks for that. So we sit down and we get like a couple of those. And I was like, all right, these are kind of expensive. We might just switch to like regular, maybe another pint after this. And that'd, that'd be it. So we get these first drinks and this guy, uh, this group of four people come to get seated. And two of them are, are, it's a group of four people that are all with each other. And so two of them are seated at our table and two of them are seated at the table behind us behind me so like next to us and they wanted to be together all four of them so this guy johnny johnny suavo like like you try to be johnny saturday night johnny saturday night steps up to me and says hey hey man how you doing tonight and i was like i'm doing great he's like hey we're all together here out on a, a fun night date night uh myself and my lady friend and my friend and his friend and uh, we'd like to sit together. Uh, would you consider trading seats uh, and sitting at this table uh, and letting us all have this table? And I'll pick up your tab for the rest of the night. And I was like, "Get up, get up, let's go." Yeah, yeah. Let's I was like it. grabbing yeah. Katie. I was pulling her. I was like, "Let's go, let's go." And he was like, "Oh, okay, oh yeah." And I was like, "Yeah, not a problem, dude. You got it." And like yeah, he was yeah. like, "Oh, all right. Well, don't go crazy now." And I was like. Yeah, sure. <laughs> lobster for everyone. So, um, so no, we like, uh, and we moved to that table. And actually, this was awesome. We're at this table, the table we moved to. Uh, we're with twin sisters who are on like spring break or whatever. Uh, at 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 one of the local colleges, and one of them's, a, you know, her boyfriend is, you know, he might go pro, but he's uh he's away at camp. Oh man, we got the whole. It was. Awesome. I had such a great time. I drank $75 worth of those beers myself uh, at that place. Like, I just kept like more, more anything, more everything. Like, I just, dude, why not, dude? (laughs) No, it's funny. Do it. Yeah. Yeah, He he said he'd pay. He said he'd pay. Yeah. And I I knew, like, I had him, dude, because he's like, he's trying to look cool. He's trying to be Johnny Suavo like you, you know, Eureka Suave or whatever, you know. And he's like, "Hey, let me pick up the tab, like I'm some kind of amateur or something." Mm-hmm. Then he's like, so, "Oh but did shit!" He, but did he pay? Is the thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, dude, he paid for all of it. Very good, very good. Yeah, dude, I even got some French fries and shit. I See, like, I'm yeah. a dumb, like I guess I'm a dumb chump because I would have just done it for him. I'd be like, "Yeah, sure, we could switch seats." Like I, I wouldn't even. I did. Yeah, I did switch seats for him. But I would have done it without being like like bribed with paying the bill it'd be like oh i want to be with my friends i'm like well yeah sure fine i would have done that you know he offered i mean yeah well if he offered i'd take it too that made him look like a cool guy i knew what he was doing everybody wins so i had to take him to task on it dude yeah Yeah. you know he got laid i'm sure he got laid unless he fucked it up up. but yeah so you know hey i certainly hope so that was a fun date that's that is fun uh i had i had another fun uh, date story. This is pretty fun. Uh, I was uh, see, like, I, I can't remember. I don't think it was our first date, but um, I was seeing this girl named Amber 
uh, when I still lived in Florida. And I was 27 and she was 19. So I was very happy about that. It's a great age yeah. to die. Yeah, it is. It is. I was very happy about that, particularly because I had recently broken up with a long-term girlfriend and she got wind of the fact that I was dating a 19-year-old and it pissed her off to no end. And so good. Okay. Uh, that was that was great. Um, so anyway, I'm taking Amber out to eat at a a very fancy, very prestigious restaurant called Texas Roadhouse. Bubba Gump Shrimp? Oh. <laughs> Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate it because it's, you know, it's straight out of Texas. And those who are listening can't see. He's laughing and coughing himself to death because he had a mouthful of bong when I said that. I have a cough button that I <laughs> yeah, he, he Texas does, Roadhouse? Texas Roadhouse in here in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking her to Texas like a chain Roadhouse. Yeah, yeah, of course. Everybody knows. Yeah, they they even have them up here, you know. Uh, but uh, but she's yeah, we 19, were... so to her that's like oh, oh it's wow. fancy. Well, no, like everything was fancy to her. Everything blew her fucking mind because she was from Missouri, uh, and uh, and like, not Missouri, mind you. No, Missouri. she was from Missouri, <laughs> and right, uh, like grew up in like a very religious family. Like when we. Like when we started dating seriously, this is no joke. I had to explain to her that uh, humans and dinosaurs didn't live together at the same time. I had to explain that to oh, her. Okay. She really thought that they did because did... of like her upbringing. And when and... you sat down at this restaurant, was she like, "What is this?" And you were like, "It's a fork." <laughs> Bring him a jig. I got twenty. You know, she's like, "Wow." <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Like, <laughs> she was kind of like you're that. dating, dude. What she was kind of like that. Dude. Florida, stop going. You, I'm, Florida, I'm glad dude. you're not going back to Florida, dude. No, I lived there at the time. I, yeah, absolutely. No, like she had recently come to Florida from Missouri, and uh, and yeah, she she was dumb as a sack of rocks, dude. She couldn't find her way out of a cardboard box. Uh, uh, so shouts out, Sweet Amber, girl, not a hell hell of a cook. <laughs> Hey, she was she was attractive, and so I wanted to go out with her, and so I took her out, uh, and we actually ended up dating each other for years, uh, you know. Uh, but any anyway, uh, I had to kind of just like shape her and coach her through things and be like, no, life, the Flintstones is not a fucking biography. <laughs> like this is not real. It's not a documentary, you know. <laughs> so anyway, we're going. I, I hope that was hyperbole right you didn't actually have to tell her that the flintstones was not really a documentary did you i did have to tell her that humans and dinosaurs didn't live together at the same time so essentially yeah i had to tell her like the flintstones is not based in reality okay whoa whoa, whoa. because first of all let's stop because we all know that the earth is two thousand years old and so you know and dinosaurs (laughs) yeah shut up i just fire you and (laughs) conveniently dinosaurs aren't mentioned in the bible yeah but, Book of uh, Enoch. Uh, sure. So, uh, anyway, we're we're going to Texas Roadhouse, right? And we're driving down the street, and I have to slow down because there's something in the street, and it's this big shadow. And as we get closer, I realize it's a cow, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" You know. And then there's more cows, and all of a sudden, there's a stampede of cows coming down the street. Uh, towards towards the car, and 
you know, people don't realize this about Florida. People think that it's all Disney and beaches and sunshine, but no, the majority of it is redneck. It's, you know, it's cattle and fucking orange groves and it's fucking redneck as shit, particularly at this time. This was years ago. Um, and I lived way, way down off Malabar Road into the sticks. And so what had happened is one of the cattle ranches nearby, the, the, the cattle had broken through the fence. And so there were all these cattle in the fucking street, right? Okay. And so I had to, like, I stopped the car. By the way, I was driving a 1980 El Camino at the time. It was pretty sweet. Nice. Uh, I mean, it was old. It wasn't fancy, but it, it was just cool to have. But anyway, like we, I get out. You still have it? Uh, no, of course not. No, that was wow. a long time ago. But uh, no, the thing broke down. But uh, anyway, so we're out. Uh, like, I, like I get out of the car and there's all these cows everywhere. And like these two cow pokes come running out. And they're just like, oh, shit. Like they Bessie broke through the fence. Oh, shit. What are we going to do? And so I help these <laughs> cowboys wrangle the cattle back into the fucking enclosure uh that was like your dates in the camino yeah yeah i left her in there because i mean we we couldn't go to texas roadhouse unless i did something i acted you know was she Uh, blasting you left white snake blasting for her and you went out there and wrangled those cows yeah that's pretty much exactly what happened i left the fucking tunes on for her she had the white snake the motley crew Mm -hmm. the the winger you know Mm. she's only 17 you know and so Mm. uh yeah so i helped these cowboys they were kind of like okay you know like they kind of showed me what needed to be done um and i just kind of helped them wrangle the cattle uh back into the fucking grass you know and like then they you know like uh you know blocked off the fucking uh, hole in the fence and everything and you know they're like oh thank you so much derp 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 you know whatever they said and i got back in the in the car right uh and so then we were able to drive on to our destination but uh, and this is how I should have known I shouldn't have been in a relationship with this woman because there was not only were this, this this warning sign, but there was another one. We get to Texas Roadhouse and well, as we're getting closer, I see fire uh, and I'm like, <laughs> you're already laughing. Yeah, I see fire and I'm like, are they doing some kind of like bonfire or cookout or something? Like, why is there fire outside? Uh, and as we get closer, I realize there's a car that's on, totally on fire right in the parking lot of the Texas, of Texas Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Yes, they, right fuck yeah, park. dude. They knew you were coming, man. <laughs> it's like the car is totally on fire. And like people are yelling and screaming. Like the guy, I guess, who owns the car is trying to run over there and like, like, like he doesn't have a fire extinguisher, but he's like, what do I, I got to do something? And other people are like, get the fuck away from it, you idiot. You stupid Florida man, moron. Get away from it. It's going to explode, you know? And we're just pulling, we're we're just, well, we're just pulling in when this happens. And we're like, oh, well, this is pulling out. Sorry. (laughs) We're like, we're like, oh, this is another interesting development uh, in our date night. And so, like, I just, I just keep going. You know, I'm like, I just drive past the the burning car and just like go to a parking spot. (laughs) We have reservations. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, hey, I'm like, I'm hungry at this point. I want a fucking steak. I'm hungry. I'm like, I'm not going to let some burnt car and a bunch of cows get in my way, you know? So we like, we go and park and sure enough, like 
there's this like flume of fire that just engulfs the fucking car when the gas tank finally ignites. Uh, and like, it was like out of a movie, you know, like it's like this huge plume of fire and like the car actually like shuddered a little bit. It was like, like, like it shook. And, uh, and like, so she's like, Oh my God. And I'm like, it's fine. It's like the worst has happened. It's it'll burn. The fire department will come. Let's go in let's and let's go. get our fucking meal. And that's, that's what we did, dude. So good. That's what we did. And of course, she's nineteen and from Missouri, so she does what the man says, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and so we go into the fucking Texas Roadhouse <laughs> and we had a fucking meal. But meanwhile, like the fire department, there's sirens and all this noise going outside. People screaming, fucking car on fire. And I'm like, oh, this is good steak, huh, honey? <laughs> Wow, dude. Well, yeah, that's a good date. It was, <laughs> you got good what, date. You know, it was good. It was good. We're not deterred, dude. You know, I would yeah. have just yeah. honestly weaved around those cows. <laughs> I would not have helped getting cows. I'm like, that's out of my jurisdiction, dude. I can't. That's above my pay grade. I get out there. Oh. Next thing you know, I'm sucking a teat of a cow. Something's going to go wrong, and well, I don't need that. that. I knew that wasn't going to happen to me. I, I wasn't going to go suck on a cow uh like you are inclined i wasn't gonna go suck on a cow i'm just saying <laughs> you just like, said you were at. like you you <laughs> never know dude what happens those situations you for there to get slippery out there man it's well, dark you, you ever... got your El camino headlights you're trying to well, rustle cattle things... someone's wearing a sexy cowboy hat things happen dude well one of the things that was very popular uh at the time is we used to go well i mean i was a little younger before this but we used to go to these cattle farms and ranches and hop the fences so we could go and pick magic mushrooms out of the cow shit and so we could trip balls you know uh and so like these ranches were around they were, they were there uh like and so they weren't totally new to me and as a kid my old man was you know was a barber and he like knew everyone in town and he would basically prostitute me out to anybody who needed work like anybody was like oh you need your roof tarred oh you need your lawn mode oh you need your fucking cattle shit to be picked up that was okay. me i was whored out for this you know and and just so everyone just to be clear when you say your dad hoards you out you do mean that literally and when you say like mow the lawn that means something like lick an ass and then nah, like no, you're, you know and like hoe the you know hoe the ranch no, that's like lick no, balls these are no, all euphemisms no, for things people no it's so. it's not it literally meant that i had to do like all these weird odd jobs i cleaned pools i babysat i did all this stuff uh but some of the uh, things dude, I dude, who hasn't cleaned the pool in my their day, you know what I'm saying? Huh? Uh, what a time. No, you didn't have to do that. You're fucking rich. Uh, but we were poor and I would do these jobs oh, and making a sex job. We would we would I know you were, but we would like I would do these jobs and my dad would actually keep the money because we need it. So I didn't even get to keep the fucking money. Uh but one of the things I did is I you know, would do what like odd jobs on these fucking ranches and farms and shit. It it, it was fucking terrible uh so yeah when i saw all these fucking cows running around i was like da, 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 i'm gonna go and, and help out and so i did and you eventually ended up working at that texas roadhouse when they killed those cattle and <laughs> served them there and you wanted to be I, farm I to table you I felt a real strong connection to them no and, i didn't but that would have uh, been awesome that. i did not but that would have been awesome i and, thought uh, that uh, like when you were telling the story that you were going to drive up and the, the restaurant was on fire. <laughs> like, that's honestly what I thought. I was like, yeah, that's a bad sign, dude. You should definitely yeah, yeah. just go home. Like, drop this girl <laughs> off. 
yeah, that would have been good even, sign. That would have been even worse. But no, it was still pretty awesome. I mean, there was a fucking car exploding in the parking lot. So that's, you know, it's still kind of a good sign, dude, I think. Could have been. I don't know. We were know. together for a couple of years. Yeah. Hey, so. there you go. We'll yeah. always have. Texas we'll Roadhouse. always have Texas Roadhouse. Explosions in Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, those are some of my good romantic date stories. Um, yeah. We're for a couple of Romeos. Oh, totally. So, to- totally. Absolutely. Yep. Completely, totally. Yep. Uh, yeah, all the ladies want us, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go drink some poison. If we if we keep saying that the ladies love mm-hmm. us, maybe it will happen. You know, and the chicks are oh, loving it. That's right. Chicks Daily are affirmations. Loving. Daily affirmations. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's it's Valentine's Day, everyone, uh, and we love all of you. Uh, if you're listening to this, we love you. I uh, love you, but not because it's Valentine's Day, just because I love you anyway. Yeah, but it's a time to for us to you know, remember to tell you that we love you. I remember to tell you anyway. I don't need a day to remind me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't you learn anything from Love Day? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'm going to send you like 18 bouquets of flowers. <laughs> uh, I'm going to send you dead flowers. Send me dead flowers oh, my wedding. <laughs> it's a great song. Fantastic song. Yeah. Uh, do we have any more little anecdotes about love or dating or anything that I, we I, can I, people <laughs> before we wrap up? I don't you know what? I, I think that this is a good note to wrap it up on. And I'll say this. Love Day is much like a John Wayne day. It's a time to love. It's a time to celebrate. Mm. What's a well, John Wayne day? <laughs> I don't know. I was just at the beginning of the show. You tried to compare this Valentine's day to it being like a John Wayne birthday situation. And I'm trying to bring it home for you. Right. But sometimes when you have those days and you, you realize it's not always about you. It's about the journey to get to you. This is just fucking stoner babble. I'm Casey Kasem. <laughs> stoner gibberish doesn't make any sense. It means nothing. So, yeah. So thanks for that, for wasting everyone's time. Well, you're welcome. If you tuned in this long, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I have I've given some romantic advice uh on this show and you Mm -hmm. shouldn't listen to me because i'm 43 and single so that should show you that i don't know what i'm doing (laughs) yeah and i've given my romantic advice which is 100 percent top notch twice married uh peter uh, peter pan syndrome uh like and by that, and by that, and that, by that, you mean you can't get aroused unless your woman is dressed like Peter Pan, much like Michael Jackson. No, I was going to say I, I can't get aroused unless I'm uh, Peter Pan is on uh, the television in some form, mm-hmm. whether it be like Hook, that'll work in a pinch. Uh, let me, you've got that old school Sandy Duncan one. Wow, that's going to really be a, a good night for you. Oh yeah, you find yeah. that, or even the animated one when Tinker Bell gets caught in the fucking. 
Is that is that don't. Beer yeah, dude, you're gonna get me. You're gonna you're gonna get me going. All when, right, don't pan, even... when Tinkerbell gets caught in the fucking keyhole. Yeah, like, oh. that's, like a big, that's a big fetish. Like for uh, for Tinker, like Tinkerbell keyhole. Well, there's a scene in where she gets caught in a keyhole and like uh-huh. it's her butt like wiggling like out outside of the keyhole because she's stuck halfway through. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a big fetish for people that are aroused by Disney stuff. Uh, like it's like there it's like a sub uh, you know fetish thing. There's like Disney philia or whatever. Yeah, and, that's and a- so that's you're you're gonna cosplay as that at our ne- the next con that we table. Uh, at Tinker okay. Tinkerbell's ass through the, I, through shoot, the I, I'm wearing that costume right now underneath my hoodie. I'm I'm always dressed as Tinkerbell when people can't Weird. see. Yeah. One day I'll come out, but not today. What no, I'm like, what if you did wear a whole Tinkerbell outfit, but then also had this like keyhole like thing around your waist and around shit, and then you could yeah. bend over yeah. and it looked like, you know, and then you sprayed out glitter. Holy I'm sure, shit. I'm dude. sure, I'm sure there have we, been who have done exactly that because this is a big fetish yeah think about how many books we would sell at our table if you did that mm, well i mean it would have to be a convention full of disney o files wow. so i don't know i don't know if that would really happen the things we sign at but you Surprise, know it's dude. possible it's possible not I only would they not the only disney would, princess cruise not the only Indian would bunch. they have to be not only would they have to be into that but they'd have to be into it being a man wearing it and not a, a a woman so there's that too so we're really getting into a very niche market we might want to rethink this thing i mean i don't know i don't think you know it's it's you know i know you don't think all right <laughs> Get we appreciate you guys tuning people. in for another episode of vital social issues and stuff with chris and john wayne you know <laughs> <laughs> Uh, love stinks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, love, love stinks and love hurts. Yeah, and love hurts it, too. Love hurts. Yeah, it does. Uh, Everybody r- hurts. Particularly love ruined my life. So, um, enjoy. I hope you have a great Valentine's Day. Uh, uh, I, here where it's, it's supposed to be very cold and snowy, it's going to be miserable. That's the true nature. That's the true, uh, that's the power of love. Ooh, which that, hey, that's foreshadowing in our next episode, buddy. Hey, it is, it is, yeah. Bam, bam, all right, let's say goodbye. Let's say goodbye. Bye. Bye, love you.